Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. The backwoods of Louisiana is now home to a new breed of millionaire. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Brian Betts. And I'm Dave Michaels. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about some supermen. And some anthropomorphic ducks. Yeah. Anthropomorphic waterfowl. How did I do? You did good. Thank you. You told me to sit back. It's the birthday. It's the birthday bir- boy yeah. here. Relax. It's your birthday. I'm the birthday hero. And for your birthday, we chose a movie. We sure did. Trapped in a world he never made. More adventure than humanly possible. Yeah. A new breed of hero. You'll believe that a duck can walk. A duck can talk. <laughs> ducks, ducks can walk. We have a guest today. I feel like you left out that this was like Marvel's redheaded stepchild of a movie. Is it the redheaded stepchild or is it just like the, that first kid that kind of grows up and then like a few Too years quickly? later you have more kids and like- You forget about the first kid? They have kid? different personalities entirely. That's fair. Yeah. We have a guest today. We do have a guest in the Fortress of Potitude. We're joined by the masked podcaster. Explains why I can't see his identity. No, I'm, I'm open about he, it. He's, he's open about it. He's open. Hello, lady and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick Renna. Hello. He's just throwing his secret identity right on Front Street there. No, that could be his other one. His real name is Carlos Danger. Oh. Isn't that what Anthony Weiner went with? I am not Brian Metz anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Nick, you ever seen Howard the Duck? I have never seen it. Never seen it? Nick is here. Not a That's, second. This is going to be terrific. <laughs> we wanted you to come on this one. We're going to tell you the story of Howard the Duck. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the backstory, or at least where it stands in popular culture. Well, I told you that I wouldn't see the movie, yep. but I did listen to the entire movie today. How does one do that? Just Put it in my pocket, listened at work, didn't get a lot. It's I, I found out very quickly. What's crazy is very visually yeah, very we, no 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 we very visually, visually we didn't get a lot. Yeah, I, this movie's <laughs> fucking nuts. It's, it's it seems there. like they went real heavy on the effects in good giant plot driving. Question to you: I did tune it out a lot. Did they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can only assume it's theater of the mind for me. It was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was about the same for us. I guess probably looked a lot better to him. I'm yeah. Uh, <laughs> this movie. Directed by Willard Hike. Willard Hike. Written by Willard, Willard Hike, Hike and Gloria Katz. Gloria Katz. Known for writing bangers. Yeah. Like American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. Did they do Raiders of the Lost Ark? They, they did Temple Raiders. of Doom? They did, yeah. They're George Lucas folk because George Lucas is the executive producer on this bad boy. You know what's weird about that? I know Everything? who all those people are. And this is a Marvel oh. movie. <laughs> this is, in fact, a Marvel movie. 
usually I have no idea who's directing these. Fair. That's very fair. This was the 80s, baby. Yeah. It's 1986. They had to grab some known names. Yeah, and George Lucas got this in his like in his head when he was doing American Graffiti in the early 70s. He said, hey, I got a, I got a silly duck. There's a silly duck. He walks, he talks, he smokes a cigar. <laughs> it's a fun book. It's a fun book. It's real funny, and I want to show how funny it is. Let's do uh, a Howard. It's Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. We're going to do a Howard the Duck. Does he smoke cigars? The Howard? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. That's, that's his thing. He's supposed to be a curmudgeon, like a curmudgeon duck who smokes cigars, and he's a bit of a womanizer. and A bit. A bit. And he's just super sarcastic. He's kind of like a Groucho Marx in duck form. And here? Yeah, I didn't get that at all. He's not. No. No, they, they didn't do the, the character justice, I don't not think. Not even a little but, bit. But it's still fun. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I think, no, I'm going to ask you right away, because as you know, whenever we talk about these movies, we start one place and we end in another, yep. and sometimes our opinions change along the way. Yes, that's like true. Like Iron Man, because you came in, Iron Man was all high and mighty on your list, and when you left, He's you're like, great. man, that's a pile. That I, is a pile, I of, never said it was a pile a of dung. No, Iron Man is not a pile of dung. It's still a good movie. And well, you ranked it higher than I did in your MCU list. So. Crazy, right? <laughs> means I broke you. What did you think about this movie? Before we get talking about it. The thing about this movie, I've actually brought this up movie up yeah. several times to people this week, and they're like, oh, I fucking hate that movie. Yep. I loved it. It was so much fun. Dave, what did you think? I liked it. Okay. And I actually, it was a weird conversation I had with my dad before we recorded this. I vividly remember most of this movie, and I haven't seen it since I was little. And oh. I asked my dad, I said, hey- Howard the Duck, we're recording it tonight. When did I watch this? He says, when did you watch it? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And I got to thinking about like all the movies that I was way too young to watch. Yeah. Like Beetlejuice is my first movie memory when I was probably around two or three. That's insane. Which is nuts. And I said, are there any movies that like I watched when I was a kid that you probably like regretted? He's like, well, Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> That's just good parenting. Yeah. But this is on the list of movies I watched way too young because this is... Not a kid's movie. No, even though it's PG. Sure is. I'm going to go back to the 80s on that one. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That but was... yeah, it's very clearly, very quickly, you get not PG. A lot. I don't know. It could have been. When did Temple of Doom come out? The past. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. 1984. Temple of Doom's looked at as the movie that created the PG-13. Okay. Because it is dark as shit. It's because George Lucas was going through some shit in his relationships. Sure. Steven Spielberg was going through some shit in his relationships. And they just put that all in there in just a smorgasbord yeah, just, of, just throw of it Indian in. relics and whatever. <laughs> whatever that movie is. Go through whatever. a rough patch. Let's just put it on Harrison Ford. Yeah. It only takes a... We're going to go through a rough patch for a long time because it takes eight months to make a movie. But yeah, let's just drag this thing out and throw it all in there. We can change our mind anytime. We won't. <laughs> Howard the fucking duck. Howard the duck. Should we just get into this thing? I think it might be best to just get into it. Nick, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Howard T. Duck coming at you. Let me tell you a story about a princess bride. Wait, <laughs> what's the T stand for? The. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> if you're going to start talking like princess bride, you got to do a Peter Falk. Uh, no, I don't. You, got to, you have to lightly close one of your eyes. I'd look for more like. Just kind of let it drift. Oh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. This is this is not a visual medium, Dave. It's not. And you still did the face, which was the crazy yeah, part. Yeah, well, what can I say? I'm good at it. Gotta live in the moment. Opening credits. Right away. George Lucas's name is on the screen immediately. Oh, it's it's very quickly. Who did the music? John Barry? Is that what I saw? John Barry. He needs to retire. You think so? I do. This music's terrible. Well, this here's the thing. Movie. They Apparently, they talked to John Williams 
and they decided that it was going to be the wrong tone and it'd be distracting if it was a John Williams score. But that's the thing is that it would have had a tone. And that's the <laughs> that doesn't work with this movie. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Because I might have written down John Barry's name a couple times. You're kidding me. A couple times. Why? Just to say that you did. Let me get to it. Okay. We're not there yet. Get this like smooth jazz opening over these credits. Yeah. And there's a duck boy that walks in. There's uh, into his apartment. There are two moons. That's the like first, a Tatooine, like a wink. First hint that you're like George Lucas was here. Yeah. Also, might not be Earth. Might not be Earth. <laughs> We're on Duck World. It's a it's a real easy <laughs> indicator yeah, when you just chuck a, chuck another moon in the sky. All right. Since you listened to the movie, what do you think Duck World looked like? Oh, I have no idea. Take a guess. It just sounded like he was in the apartment. I had no idea that he had traveled to Earth until it was said out loud because <laughs> he sits down. <laughs> it plays an answering machine. Yeah. There's a message from his mother. Yep. There's a message from some type of uh, Wendy. Some type of a lady. A Wendy. Yeah. He, he's also got a postcard from Michelle. So this guy, he's he's a little bit of a, a play duck. She misses his bill. Speaking of play duck. Speaking of ducks in general. Is they right away just throw duck shit at you? Oh yeah, you got everything is ducked up. Breeders of the Lost Stork. Oh, man. Do you get it? Breeders no. of the Lost Stork. No, I don't. It's from the creators of Beaks and Foul Wars. Foul Wars. I don't get it. Uh, man, I'm not sure. This I is that. this sounds great. You also get uh, another movie poster of My Little Chickadee, starring yep. May Nest and W. C. Fowles. I missed the pun. There's a a Rolling Egg magazine. Yep. Because <sighs> what's are we, are humans shitty? Is like a stone a, a human thing? Is that why? I guess. I don't understand that one. Only humans hang out with stones. You also, oh, it's, it's Indiana easiest... Drake, by the way. It's not oh, Indiana, yeah. Indiana Drake. It's just Indiana the easiest Drake. thing that rolls that's duck related. Sure. Like. Splash dance? Yep. That's. Yep. Uh, the one that got me is where he lives on that postcard. He lives at uh, 3636 Lakeside Drive in Marshington, D.C. Marshington, D.C. I didn't notice it on the postcard. Wait, Marshington. Would because at- no because the R looks like a T and I had actually I wrote it down and I was like man Matt's match thing too? what is what is that yeah I, what uh, is that I didn't really notice in the postcard because I was too busy reading Michelle's message okay um, but I did notice it later in the movie oh good it came up <laughs> it, it came it came back yeah they came back around to it would yep. you rather than rolling egg like rolling off our backs like water because I don't think people would that's get a missed it that's not a good name for a magazine no but rolling very long. eggs just the next there's th- stones the in, there's stones in ponds they're obsessed with this shit. I don't think I've ever seen a duck pick up a stone. Seen him pick up bread. They could have done rolling bread. Rolling bread magazine. Bread's malleable. Yeah, but that's not. It'll smush in their bill. It's true. People do roll eggs, though. They yeah. do. An, egg, ever, an I, egg roll is a thing. Yeah. That's I've true. I've been to an old-fashioned egg roll. Did you happen to catch the phone number on the answering machine? I did not. I'm sure it was a 555 number. It's the extraordinarily famous 555 number. 555-2368. Other 555-2368's appearances is it it was known as like a dummy number back in the day for GE and all those companies that they would put it on the phone like naturally. Okay. So it was their dummy number. But most famously, you see it in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Okay. It's very prominent there. Uh, You see it in episodes of like The Mod Squad and Mannix. But most famously, it's the number of the Ghostbusters. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Not the first mention of the Ghostbusters we're going to have here. Nope. Not at all. Not even close. Not the first? Nope. Well, this will be the first. It will not be the last. You're right. (laughs) Look That's at the mask, man. Wow. He's got brains under there. Yeah. He's not burdened with information. Is that a bird joke? That's well, I, what it is. Is that a bird joke? It is now. <laughs> I'm making too many puns without understanding what I'm there doing. There are never too many puns. No. There was a um there's a commercial on the TV for Shorts Blaster. It's guaranteed to wipe out feather fungus and even the most active crotches. <laughs> I like the Crazy Eddie one. Oh, oh yeah, Eddie Crazy Wes, I believe. Something like I that. I wrote down I, Crazy Wes. Yeah. I, uh, 
insane. Completely insane, insane prices. Yeah. But nothing's tickling his fancy on the TV, so he pulls out a Play Duck magazine. The Play Duck magazine. Oh, see, it sounded like he listened to porn at some point. I don't and know if the, he did. Like right before the earthquake. All I wrote was Howard watches TV, more fucking duck stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you don't appreciate a good pun, do you? I do appreciate a good pun, not a <laughs> shitload of puns just dropped on you. That's fair. There were a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. Duck boobs. In a PG movie. Let's get right to it. There's duck boobs. All right. So, Nick. Like a duck breast. People eat those. Mm, not with nipples. Oh, terrible. <laughs> um, he pulls I'm thinking my ears magazine. for that one. He pulls yeah. out the Play Duck magazine, and all of a sudden, the chair starts shaking, and I was like, what are they doing in this yeah, movie? Yeah, I think that's the joke, though. But then when the chair goes flying out, the, yeah. the chair just launches out of wherever. I'm that's showing terrible. Nick the picture of the duck boobs right now. Duck boobs. I don't understand. Why. Less than five minutes into the movie, <laughs> there's duck boobs. Oh. <laughs> that will not be the last... Nope. Of the ducktails jokes. It sure won't. <laughs> Duck boobs. That scene's nuts. He gets pulled out of his apartment, like just starting flying backwards. Yeah. Launches up into space in his chair. Did you after notice? After he's smoking a cigar and he's having a bud. Did you notice the shape of uh, er, their it's duck an world? Egg. Yep. It's an egg. It's an egg. It's an egg. The planet? The, the planet's planet. an egg. Mm, makes sense. Yep. And then he, and he goes to Earth. He's, he's flying through space. How does a duck fly through space? The Bifrost. Fair. It's Thor. It's destroyed. Not in 86, it's not. <laughs> I thought That's it fair. was uh, some type of a laser spectroscope. It was Ew. when it launched, wow. and it was at the end. There was no bridge of this. Fascinating yeah. that he only listened to the music, but pulled out a laser spectroscope. It's, it's important to learn the keywords. <laughs> That's I literally I wrote, I wrote it down. I, I literally <laughs> only listened to the movie. <laughs> There's a VO talking about parallel worlds, and it's not Tobes Magobes, so it's fine. Totally fine. I actually fine. thought it reminded me a ton of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, a lot. In the beginning, there was Howard the Duck. Yeah. Which, I mean, doesn't really set up anything. Nope. But... Well, we're not going to set up anything for uh, a good half This hour. scene right here, I wrote John Barry, surprisingly. I don't hear a middle name. Surprisingly. That's... <laughs> he got a surname. A sir surname. Gotcha. All right. That's fair. The music was fine here. Yeah. No. Wait. What What are they singing in the song? Oh, no. That's not... Uh, it's the score. Oh, Just... Okay. Because yeah. the song, the ambiance, the song when he gets to Earth, was ridiculous. Yes. Uh yes. 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 Is it Honda City? <laughs> Is it Hunger City? Yep. Hunger City. It's whatever Hunger you City. want it to be. I think. He lands. I don't think they say the name of it yet. Do they? They, they don't, but they show it on like seven different signs. Yeah, as he's falling. It's Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Shout yeah. out to the Baffle Bros. That's fair. That Shout is. out to the Baffle yeah. Bros. Cleveland rocks. Ohio. Ohio. We just Ohio. talked about Ohio. Drew Carey last week. Yeah, not on that Shazam. long ago. Yeah weird we did it again a lot of drew carey we did it again this show is on like nine years it's fair yeah this is a very drew That's drew a, carey heavy podcast it, <laughs> it, it penetrated <laughs> society uh, it did. people know yeah it did there's a bunch of punks that don't question the existence of an anthropomorphic duck and they're just gonna like hey let's bring him into the bar yes they br they literally drag him in there and they say like, we got a date for you. Some oh, other yeah, nerd some that's other there. Nerd guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a guy standing there, and then he gets in there, and then they're like, "Here, no fucking kids." Then they drag him out, and then they just, "Hey, that's my date." <laughs> yeah, this was all very confusing, <laughs> yep. very weird. Um, yep. But there's a band playing. There's a Leah Thompson a, behind a cage. It's Leah Thompson from um, Back to the Back Future. To the future. Fame. She looks very eighties. She looks very eighties. I like her here better than I do in Back to the Future. I I'm not gonna lie. Agree. I think she's underused in Back to the Future. Yep. I think she is perfectly used in this movie. Uh-huh. I'm not going to disagree with that at all. Perfect. He gets kicked out of the bar because he looks like a kid. Right. And then he a has kid a- kid with a bill and white feathers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or a kid in a costume. We're going to learn later. Halloween's not for another month. That's true. 
He has a lot of run-ins with humans that don't go so great. No, what's up with Cleveland? Ah, uh, well. Why? There's a lot of biker gangs. Satan Sluts was one of them that oh, we I saw. I didn't see names. Yeah, it was on the back. There's a quick shot on the back. Satan Sluts. Satan Sluts. Yeah. What's with all these gangs? He it was just... a lot like the weird bar at the end of Major League when they're all sitting there at the biker bar watching the game. And it's yeah. like, they look exactly the same. Major League doesn't come out to 1989. It's Cleveland, man. They're in their prime with movies right now in this, even though I think that was filmed in Milwaukee or something. At least well, the stadium was, portion was. This wasn't filmed in Probably Cleveland. Probably Bob Uger so. purposes. No. No. Makes this sense. Is, this is all filmed in, I want to say, San Francisco. You can tell. You can't tell. You can't tell You can't tell. It looks like How Cleveland. flat? It looks flat? San Francisco is hilly. I've never been to Cleveland. I don't Allegedly. Know. I've never been to San Francisco been, either. I'll but... believe anything. <laughs> hey, if Shazam took place in Philly, I'm pretty sure this took place in Cleveland. Sure did. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Hunger City. Speaking of Shazam, the caterpillar and the French fry. Drew Carey? Drew Carey. Do you think the caterpillar was Mr. Mind? Do you think the French fry was... I got nothing. Just a French fry. Mr. Mind was a fry guy from McDonald's? For a fry. I don't know. Still Is disgusting. there a fry guy? Disgusting. Yeah, they're the no. little like colorful, poofy, Which... like, pom-pom looking guys. In the McDonald's? Yeah. Like no, because you have you have grimace, you yep. have the hamburger. Yep. And I found out recently are there that others there's a pirate that was uh to promote well, filet of fish. Mayor McCheese. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Mayor hamburger. Yeah. Ronald. Obviously. Yeah, that got that one. And Ronald's. Um, there's some type of there's, duck lady. There's the bird girl. Yeah. yeah. They and don't then have anything. Maybe she knows. There's Howard. these little pom pom looking guys <laughs> that are multicolored and have eyes. So that's all. They're like legs, pom pom eyes. They're called fry guys. Fry guys. Okay. Are you sure they're not tater tots? It'd be, be amazing a, if McDonald's had tater tots. But McDonald's doesn't have tater tots, so I doubt it. Bring it back. They got to bring it back. Send in emails. Make they it happen, all, people. Represent different I'm not going to McDonald's. Yep. So. Hashtag bring them back. Grimace, bring back the gang. Grimace is a, a, a shake, apparently. Are you? He looks like a purple, like, no, filled not. in Christmas tree. He represents almost. the milkshakes. A pirate represents a filet of fish. None of it needs to make sense, that I suppose. Sense. A clown yeah. and, and a hamburger. Ron, no, Ronald represents pedophilia. Everyone That's... fills out here. It's Hey-o. perfect. We did it. Yeah, but he donates back to the kids as uh, Ronald penance. McDonald's house. You know? He's it's saying, come into my house. Oh, yeah. Come into my house, house, kids. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Vans. It's a whole situation. Everyone's looking situation. for those. <laughs> exactly. Speaking build of a, Ohio. Build a house. <laughs> <laughs> what an unfortunate town they name. Come. Leah Thompson, her name's Beverly. Beverly. We'll learn that in a little bit. Who gives a damn? Uh, she gets Beverly done with her. Switzler. Yep. She gets done with her concert or whatever at this club. Her band Cherry Bomb. Yep. And she just goes walking home through these dangerous streets. Of Very Cleveland. dangerous. There are gangs. Yeah, course. she gets jumped by these two guys. They're like, oh, we're biggest fans. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They were clearly trying to rape her while telling her that they were huge fans. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I, starting to think you're not a fan. I was, I was like, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Cleveland. Speaking of Sandusky. But <laughs> Howard goes and hides in like this this one barrel. Howard well, he hides got in thrown one. into it. He did, a, but then he just pulls biker. the top over there. He's just like, "Fuck, it, I'm gonna sleep. This is I'm a sleepy I am, duck. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I need to get my bearings." Going all here. the barrels in all the world. That's the one Leah Thompson's gonna get thrown into. Yep, out of all of them. But she doesn't see him. No. See, I didn't know what unlikely these odds were. Oh, very unlikely. Very extraordinarily unlikely. It's kind of like when Barrel X Machina. When Star Kid. <laughs> Got into the raw, the one trash can, and then the bully only checked with one of them, yep. and not the other one. Not the other one. Exactly Who can forget? That. Who can forget? <laughs> Who could forget? Everybody knows Star Kid. You ever seen Star Kid? It's on YouTube. No, I know about Frank, it. It's lovely, but uh, it's terrific. I have not viewed yet. Speaking of teachers, I might listen kids. to it. Yeah. No more, Mister Nice Duck. No. Uh, lucky for Beverly, Howard is a master of quack foo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Quack foo. 
Uh, that is actually listed yep. on his attributes on Marvel's website. He's, Should be. It's, he's a I think it's true. It, it comes up yep. pretty often. I think it might be maybe four times. His only it pops up in, in issue three. I think like it's pretty quickly up. He's there. actually he's apparently has a, a something of a hand at the Mystic Arts too. Doctor Strange was was considering teaching him. Howard was like, "No, I'm good." So he's that been, sounds like a very Howard, thing. very Howard thing. He's been considered to potentially have mystic powers. Yeah, I guess he, he, he knows up. a couple spells. He's technically part of the MCU. He is. He's in the yeah. post credits of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Both of them. How great oh, no, is no. that? It's not the post credits. He's in like a cutscene in Guardians Two. No, he's in the post credits of Guardians One. He's in both movies, played by Seth Green. How great is that? Perfect. Great. James Gunn really hates this movie. He really hates it, but he loves the character. And that's why he wanted to. He need he wants to get back in there redemption. The right yep. But he has squashed any rumors of there being a Howard the Duck movie in. The MCU. Talks. Okay, well, the show's coming back. There's, Kevin Smith is doing- There's still time. Is Kevin Smith's doing an animated series. That's true. For Hulu. Exactly. How cool is that? I can't That's wait. That's the right guy to do it. I can't wait. It's going to be animated, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, yes. like Kevin Smith out yeah. it. Like this movie I'm sure was it'll be supposed fun. to be. Perfect. Howard's going to kick the crap out of these these mugger guys. Leah Thompson and him are going to talk or whatever. Yeah, she's she's basically kind of like, what is going on? Fair. What is it's happening It's a very fair question. Here. Talking duck. She asks him if he has anywhere to go because he's standing out in the rain. He says, if Duh. I had some place to go, I wouldn't be in Cleveland. Doll, if I had some place to go, I certainly wouldn't be in Cleveland. Brilliant. That is- That's a mic drop. That right there, I don't need to hear any more one-liners. Oh, but there's so many good ones. Oh, but there's so many We'll talk. More. We, it could go down from here, but it certainly can't go up. It's at one for sure All right, right now. That's a great line. It is. And she offers her apartment. Yeah, they're going to go. Come back with me, ducky. Right. They go back to Beverly's apartment. Her apartment is your classic, messy, artist, loft-type yep. place with yep. things that she definitely can't afford. No, not a chance. If I can't afford them, no. she can't. It's just all character development. This is Cleveland. Cleveland. That's true. She's right. in a band where, after the show, you she, might get raped she for being on She stage. doesn't get paid by her manager. So. Right. What do you think of Howard's reaction to everything? Where he just goes, hmm. He's like, hmm. Hmm. Oh. He seems very unimpressed. At all times. I wrote down during uh, their first scene talking where he finds out about her terrible manager and he insinuates that he may manage the band and or have interest. I wrote down, God damn it, is this movie about a talent manager? (laughs) 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 What's his power? Cutting deals. (laughs) Sub note is it also better not be a musical. We got close a couple it times. Got it got close. close. It certainly got close. She offers him some milk in a bowl. He doesn't drink out of bowls. He gets upset about that. Give me a beer. They just get to know each other. That's yeah, all it is. Just, just some getting to know you. That's it. It's just getting to know you stuff. Nothing matters here. No. Nothing. They, uh, Beverly's clearly just a- trying to get home, doll. Yep. And then he falls asleep on the window because yep. that's what ducks do. Sometimes. I guess. He talks about his life. Yep. How uh, he's an ad manager. He's he's or an a ad copywriter. Advertising copywriter. Yeah. Play some music on the side. Exactly. He went to medical school to be a, a plastic surgeon to do, you know. Doctor Strange type things. Doctor Strange type things. Those synapses are firing up there right now, connecting things. I'm bringing him into the MCU. I have to somehow. And then he uh, <laughs> he dropped out of medical school. Yeah. Was doing construction, writing songs. Yep. Oh, I write songs. And then he got his, he sold out, got his advertising job. Not an easy job to get. No. By the way. Not at all. Copywriter. Maybe no. in the 80s in Cleveland. Oh, wait. He He's was in from Washington, D.C. When he falls asleep, <laughs> Beverly, his wallet falls out of his pocket. She goes yeah. through his wallet. Goes through his wallet. Really? What'd you notice about this wallet? Oh, let me tell you what I noticed about this wallet. 
He's got a license that says he's from Washington, D.C. His date of hatch is September 8th, 1958. Date of hatch. Date of hatch. He's three foot one. Even though later in the movie, he will tell you he's three two. Because he gets offended. Someone said he was three feet tall. Oh, he has a library card. Yes, he does. A picture with two scantily clad ducks, perhaps Michelle and Wendy. Yes. Who knows? A picture of his parents. A mallard card. Not a master card. A blooming ducks card. Get it? Money with George Washington on it, but he's a duck. But he's a duck. Right, right. Of course. And a little bitty duck condom. And Beverly gets a really good kick out of that that little kid. Oh, Howard. Oh, Howard. Did you... All right, so this was a mistake that I caught. Did you notice the country on the dollar bill? I noticed it, but I could not tell what it said. All right, it said the United States of Anatide. And that's a duck thing. Okay. It's a duck thing. I figured. But did you notice where the money was printed? No. Washington, D.C. Not Washington? Nope. They a- fucked it up. Attention to but at the same well, time, all right, so you have a Washington, D.C., and you have a United States of Anatide or whatever, how you ever say it. Yeah. And he's never heard of Cleveland. There must be some sort of Cleveland-type duck thing thrown about there. Cleve Pond. Something like that. Something Probably like something that. like that, but it's like, how does he not- Quackland. There it yeah, is. It's Quackland. Gotta but there's got to be like 75 million Quacklands if it's the size of the United States. Quackland Opondo. There it is. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a mm-hmm. Star Wars character. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Brings us back to George Lucas. It's back. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Absolutely. The next day, Beverly and Howard are in a taxi. Yeah. But Howard's also in a garbage bag. Yep. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a garbage bag with a lot of holes in it. That's is that his in the back seat. Close? Oh, wait. That's, no, I actually know. I, I remember yeah, They're trying song. to hide him. And they're going to- The garbage bag is yeah. brought up. They're going I do to, recall. I didn't know where they were going at first. It took me a while to figure out that it was a museum. Yeah, it was the Natural oh. History Museum and Aquarium. Of Cleveland. Of Cleveland. I assumed it's some Great. type of a science building. It was a museum. Yeah, that makes sense, given the movie. Yeah. Drags him up the steps. Yeah, in this garbage bag. I love that people like, complaining. offering her help. And she's and like, nope, no. no. And he's like, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. One or else is very good. I take it back. I heard myself, and I feel so bad. No, no. Are we reversing rules here? We might be. Go ahead. Tim Robbins. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> oh my God, he must have he plays not been a, hungry for a long time. He plays a man named Phil because Philzy. He was chewing some scenery. He wasn't just chewing it; he was chewing it, spitting it out, and chewing it again. He was, he was like feeding baby birds with that scenery. Oh, was that of duck everything show? that was going on? I guess so. But <laughs> everything that's going on here, Tim Robbins, man, he says it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a duck. He already said it's a bird. That's true. <laughs> Ducks are birds. <laughs> He's a science my scientist. He's a lab assistant. We find that out. He's yes. not really a scientist, but he's just out of his mind. He plays a man named but Phil. But Bev, Bev is like, oh, I know a scientist. So right. we assume he's a scientist. Right. Phil wants to test these, like, see if Howard has any superpowers, and he's holding up, like, bars to him. He's dropping it. Yeah. It's really hard to understand any of Tim Robbins' like dialogue here because all the scenery that's just shoved in his mouth. Yeah, he's, he's really chewing it. It's unbelievable. Uh, I love it. This it's is unbelievable. Like, I understand your bullseye moment now. You came around? No, I still hate I still hate yeah. Colin Farrell. But in Daredevil. You understand why he was nominated for a KP and a potty. Yes, I do. Because oh man, Tim Robbins. Perfect. Oh, Philzy. <laughs> that's exactly it. Phil, not a scientist. After running all these tests, Howard learns he's not a scientist. He's just a lab assistant. He's more or less a janitor. Yeah. Howard is pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, a guy who cleans up shit for a living more or less just tried to run these yeah but he did say that someday he'll have his own museum is that how it works (laughs) (laughs) 
don't know. He said, after, after I finished school and I got my own museum. How does this – it's not like a, a corner store. You're not an entrepreneur Actually, of museums. in Cleveland – when you graduate, <laughs> you get I, they give you a museum. I just imagine before the internet, whoever is there, they're just yeah. like, all right, you can, you just have this. We have no way of finding interested people. That's true. <laughs> this is... Around 95, people started landing jobs they were qualified for. Yes. And they stopped giving out museums because of the Anti-Museum Trust Act or right. whatever it's called. Well, ever since Night at the Museum came out, no one wants right. them. That's exactly <laughs> The liability. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> You got insurance rates. You have T Rex. You have Teddy Roosevelt's cruising around. How can you trust that a skeleton will stay constructed when it walks around every night? I don't think you can trust it. What would I mean? How does a skeleton even heal itself? Let's You're say g- that. Let's say that Rex falls over and he breaks a bone. But how do you know he's going to heal himself? What are the odds that the archaeologists who know how to rebuild, rebuild it are still on payroll? Yeah. You're gonna have to pay that's an archaeologist fair. a lot. That's pretty fair. They get paid to go underground. If they're doing <laughs> something <laughs> above ground, that's a <laughs> premium. They, 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 they're good at. <laughs> They're kind of like lab assistants because all they're doing is cleaning up the dirt, and then they happen to find bones underneath. They are glorified right? maids because they're in the next room. Right. When Tim Robbins runs over, he's like, "Guys, guys, I guys. got it! I have nothing at all." <laughs> and then he, he leaves. Yeah, Tim Robbins ate the room. Oh, so completely good. ate the scenery in so that room. Good. All these poor set dressers and set designers put so much work into this movie for Tim Robbins just to eat it all. <laughs> That's such a weird turn of phrase. I never really understood it, chewing scenery. You do now, Tim Robbins. Yeah. He but, just oh, led you down a direction. I know what it is. I just don't know why it is. Yeah. I'll do you one better. How is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> there was a really neat uh, evolution chart that you might have missed if you were just listening. You to sure it. did. It's not it's, an advisable way to consume media. <laughs> instead of like, instead of like a, a monkey to a human, it was a duck. To another duck. To a humanoid duck. Okay. Without wings. Yeah, basically. Very the, important. The no wings. This was in the museum? Yes. Yeah, well, no, they, it was like kind of in the theater of the mind. Like imagining thrown up it, there. Okay, okay. But it was yeah. in the place this is Philzy's mind. Chart. I guess it was Philzy's mind, but he also it. we all saw it. Interesting. And Howard was like, "Yeah, every school duck knows that." I remember that line. So, yeah, it meant nothing. <laughs> Howard's pissed. Howard tells everyone to fuck off. Everyone fucks off. He really runs with the the hairless ape thing for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Howard realizes he needs to survive on this world somehow. He needs to get a job. He's going to go to an unemployment office. This scene blew my mind. This lady is the best actress in the movie. She's great. By far, this scene right here is the closest we're going to get to the comic. Okay. By a long shot. She is super sarcastic. She's very funny. She's telling Howard how it is, just putting him in his place. I loved it. I absolutely love this lady in the unemployment office. She's basically like, oh, you think you're going to be difficult and I'm not going to be able to get a job for you? Yeah, you got a costume on one of your weirdos. You think that's what it's going to be? Yes, again, buddy. And he tries to bite her butt. Oh, interesting. Yes, she yep. bent over to grab something, and when he, she turns back around, she stubs the envelope in his mouth. She says, you're going to take to this job like a duck to water. Now, is the job- And she kind of, it was a wink moment from her. Yeah. It yeah. was Dang. perfect. Right, so- All right, so this job. Let me, let's get to this let job. Me get, let's talk from, about hot from tub my fever. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this job. You didn't get to see any of this. Right. Yes. You but heard I heard it. it. What did you hear? Oh, this no, no, hold on. Part- what did you hear? Um- I imagined a water park, nope. and he works on a water slide. It sounded like someone got stuck in a slide, and nope, they were sending him down to that look at it. That was sex is yeah, what that you was, heard. Okay, I'm, was, th- I'm telling you what I heard. Yep. What, what, what nope. I perceived was he's the guy sitting at the top of a water slide. Nope, I want <laughs> because you, someone has gotten stuck on the slide, and yeah, he has like to go that, down there. Actually. To it's get, better. I'd like, I like you to, that a lot. I challenge you to listen to it, having never I known think. what it looks like. 
That would have made for at least a more PG movie. Yes, there was a lot of. You sex gotta in understand. The scene. I don't know how much crazy shit's happening yeah. to the eyes. Oh yeah, every, around every corner, there's another pair of hairless apes doing it. Yes, okay. I'm the masked podcast. And in, in pools and in tubs, <laughs> and there's just there's just mist everywhere because it's like a spa. and like a bathhouse. Yes, okay, yeah. but it's a bathhouse with really erotic lighting. Yeah, and he's walking around offering people. I've never been to a bathhouse. I don't know what the- and ointments. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's offering towels. Yeah, I thought this was a water park. Yeah, sure. I do that's, see how it could be a bathhouse. Fair. Uh, this owner, I don't know what his deal is, but he doesn't like Howard, and he wants him to yep. go do something. Well, he's his water expert. He Because he's a duck. Because <laughs> he's a duck. That's why she gave him the job. Yep, and then the owner throws Howard in this, into this pool or this tub while these two this couple's making out, and Howard says, I can't swim. So we establish that. Yep. <laughs> right, so he's thrown down the slide. Sure. Falls in a pool at the end. He's outraged about not being able to swim, and he quits. I get it. I said, well, he doesn't just quit, because then he (laughs) finds the owner of... What did you think happened here? I want to know what the audio was. I don't know. I just remember him quitting. I I was also working, so... he said that he quit, and then he goes and finds the owner again, the owner's looking over a... Is it a pool of shit? It looks like just a real sludgy, gross hot tub. It's a hot tub, but it's like some thick... Brown liquid. Just like in it. 80s over the top gross. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he in just an pushes him in way. there and he says he quits. Not Toxic Avenger gross, but. Nothing will be Toxic Avenger gross. Toxic Avenger, fantastic movie. So much fun. I love it. I, I'm uh, starting to change my opinion on this movie. Good. Towards the better right now. Good. We're not there yet. That's what I we said. have a lot of movie to go. It's gotten a lot better for me. So, for now- <laughs> <laughs> so now we have Howard walking the streets of Cleveland. Sad Howard. We get some, some John Barry sad music here. We do, and I wrote down here, we're 31 minutes into the movie, and we don't have a plot yet. Nope. Yeah, the thing I found interesting- <laughs> we're establishing character. Nope. <laughs> Still. Was- In theory. <laughs> he he arrives, and he doesn't want to find out anything. He doesn't no. seem interested in anything. He's like, ah, I want to go I'm home, just gonna go I'm not home. going to actively figure out how to go home. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just going to Let be. Let me get a job. Yes. And then maybe, like, eventually I'll figure out how to get home. Right. That's actually extremely the character, then, if that's the case, of <laughs> just being lazy and that- Maybe they're onto something. He's walking around. They're all, not all forlorn. Yes. Gets on a bus. He gets off a bus. Yep. Did him and Beverly like kind of break up before this? Yes. Yeah. Well, he told her. He told her to go kick rocks. It wasn't really yeah, a yeah. break yeah. up so much. It was just. Well, like I mean, he'd... two people who knew each other getting mad and yelling at each but other he... and going their separate ways. He's been staying at her house though. That's one night. one night. Yeah, yeah. So I After just figured he that he would never rape. see her again. Yes. yes. Fan That's rape. Actually, a very. <laughs> That's a fair point. That doesn't change the type of rape, does There's it? There's no reason for him to seek her out again. Yeah, this is no. Cleveland. But he won't, city. he won't seek her out again. No. Nope. But he's going to also watch these like TVs where he sees that duck season is open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duck season. Yep. <laughs> and then he Not sees like a season. cartoon of Daffy Duck getting beat up, and then a duck is up there, too. It's like, wow, that is... Good timing, networks. Now, as far as Duckaroni goes, is that a real... I have no idea. I didn't look into it. I'm curious if Duckaroni is... I don't think it is. The Cleveland treat. (laughs) I'm I'm sure we can make some Duckaroni if you really want. Duckaroni, Cleveland treat. (laughs) I'd really drag it out. The Splash Francisco treat. Splash Cincinnati. Splash Francisco. It should have been Cincinnati. Cincinnati treat. The Cincinnati treat. Enough syllables, yeah. Splash Francisco. That is. What's their baseball team? Wow, mm, what's giant what's a, to a bird? I don't uh, know. The condors. What? That's just it's, very bird-like. That's not duck-like. No. That's very bird-like. This is an egg. The geese has a G, right? Does yeah, that count? Sure. 
They're big ducks, I guess. Sure. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. I don't know how ducks work. <laughs> he runs off because he's terrified about all these hairless apes yep, who and because are he's attacking in, ducks. And because he's in, what's smaller than a little, what's, all right, so New York's the little apple. Yep. The crab apple. The crab apple. Mm-hmm. What would Cleveland be? Because it's smaller than that. Cleveland is like a, it's a pinhead. It's, is that a, it's, it's the loop of a, the, of a needle. It's a needle loop. Isn't there like a river that <laughs> catches fire every year in Cleveland? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just diarrhea is what Cleveland is. Just flaming hot diarrhea. Sorry, it's all over Cleveland. I don't, I've heard that it's a great place. but I hear it's, there's a rock and roll hall of fame. It's rocking. I've heard there's that it rocks. A, there's Christmas tree, uh, yep. Christmas story museum. Sure is. You can, you can stay in the Christmas story house on Christmas Eve. But those people don't have any place to go. If they did, they wouldn't be in Cleveland. I feel like Howard I, says. That's what Howard says. <laughs> I'm quoting the movie. Yes. So Cleveland's real small. That's the point because <laughs> because he just stumbles a, across his recliner that he flew into Earth on. Yeah, he and then he up. stumbles across the bar that he found that yeah. night before. He's back to the bar and Beverly and Cherry Bomb are back up on the stage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Night two of Cherry Bomb playing. Thomas fucking Dolby. Who's that? Are you familiar with the song She Blinded Me With Science? I sure am. am. He's the guy who wrote all the Cherry Bomb songs and he, he collabed with a George Clinton yeah, he did. Yeah. He did some some real Would you say real boys. that he surrounds you with sound, Mr. Dolby? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would say that. That's a, an astute observation. Um, no, I actually think that yeah. this song that they're singing right here, the one they stop halfway through. The sad it's one? A, the sad they're one. Singing the sad I think one. it's a good song. It's not a bad a song. I think they're, they're doing a good job there. Yeah. Bev's going to stop it. She's like, it's a sad song. They get the guitars out and they start rocking start out. Rocking. That song's but not that bad Howard either. also sees that there's the band manager at the bar talking to, I'm assuming it's the club owner or whatever. He is. And he's all shady and stuff. And he tries, he gives him the money. Sleazy. He says, oh, they're not going to see any of that shit more or less. Yeah. Not until Beverly puts gives, out. Puts out. Yeah. No, no. Well, he, he says gonna, like, he's he going to invite her up to his place for some career manipulation. Yeah. Career manipulation. How gross is that? It was that is, really skeevy. Ooh, that is some Mark Stephen Johnson stuff right there. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's some Brian Singer. I want to retire Mark Stephen Johnson. I hope he's a good guy. We're only going off a creepy, weird picture. Yeah, we know Singer isn't. Singer is a bad dude. Let's put up the Mark Stephen Johnson beanie into the rafters of the Fortress of Potitude. Retired him. Yep. And I retired the beanie. Brian Singer, you fucking creep. Yeah. That's That's some Brian Singer shit right there. We know Brian. His name is Brian. We know Mr. Singer. There we go. (laughs) We're not going to call him Mr. Oh, uh, we know I don't you. Respect him, you damn chump. <laughs> you know Comma what I mean. singer. <laughs> I think he spells it with an I. He doesn't. It does not. Really? It is a, yeah. it is a big old Y right yeah, in the middle a, of that. Just tried like to, a, tried to help wrong. you out yep. there. Thanks for the, the nope. attempt. So Howard sees the club owner give the manager the money. Manager puts the money in his pocket. Howard gets in his face. Says, "Hey, you don't want to take that money. You got to give it to the band." Gets in his face. Yeah, he, he confronts him. Big yep, and they say, you're a fucking duck. Get out of this bar. And they slide him down the bar. <laughs> different lifestyles is one thing. Different life forms is another. Yep. What blew my mind is after they threw him down the bar, they looked genuinely like surprised when they saw him pop back up. It's yeah. Like, he doesn't just disappear because you threw him down the bar. Right. But when he gets up, he starts walking across, and he's all—he's a pissed-off duck. He's a pissed-off duck who's a master of quack foo. And he mm. shows it because he kicks everyone's ass in this bar. Yes, he does. How cool was it? When you saw the the ginger, that's the band manager. Yes, grabs ginger. the knife. Howard dodges it. I thought it was an ice pick. Is that what it was? All yeah. right. So he gets the ice pick and he dodges it. Howard somehow gets the ice pick back, mm-hmm. 
and he stabs downward. This is stuff you didn't see. Nick. Yeah, no, it sounds like it looked impressive. It didn't it sound was very actually impressive. Actually, one of the coolest moments of this movie. Yeah, and he stabs downward at the band manager, and they show the crowd, and they, and they show the crowd, and you see the camera just slowly pan across and turn around, and you see the ice pick one through the guy's hoop earring <laughs> and into the into the bar, and he has him pinned there. He grabs another. Howard grabs another ice pick and says, "Oh, you don't have a pierce in the other ear. Maybe I'll take care of that for you." And he goes to pierce the guy's other ear with the ice pick. Guy gives him the money. Howard Man is a hero. Him. He also threatens him with space rabies. Yeah, space, space rabies. rabies. Yeah, what is, I wrote down uh, space rabies. I don't want to know. It's rabies, but from space. It That's doesn't. Fair. It doesn't need to be real. He's just trying to scare a guy. He's. Uh, I don't know, man. You ever seen? Star he's Kid? a duck <laughs> <laughs> with the with vagina eyes. I am. You have, you poke them in the eyes like Three Stooges style. Better wash your hands. Yeah, sounds terrible. Yes. He could end up with space herpes. <laughs> That's exactly it. Howard gets the money. Back in the green room, this band Cherry Bomb is all like, hey, we did it. Yep. We banded. We, we did or the band. Or did. actually, I think they were upset because nobody was paying attention oh, to them. Oh, because of the fight at the bar. Because of the fight at the bar. Right, right. They're like some music fans. But Howard shows up, and then the three girls that are not Beverly in the band They're are like, like, oh, you, must, oh, be you must be Howard. We've heard so much about you. They are not impressed. I mean- there's no real reaction to him being a talking three-foot duck. Nope. Yeah, that seems like it happens from time to time. They're, they're just like, hey, you must be Howard. We've heard so much about you. Yeah. But it's just- These are artsy uh, people. It blew my mind because oh, Howard even- Howard has this like swagger and this confidence, and that's the kind of Howard from the comics a little more. Yeah. This one was out of character because he's been saying, oh, I got that sex appeal. And but, even Beverly oh. went, who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Howard. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the door, the door got eaten. As it came across. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, there was just chomping at the door and then chomping at the oh, walls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all the scenery was eaten because Tim Robbins came in. Tim Robbins shows up. He says, sorry, I missed the show. I came to watch you undress, though. And then he sees yep. Howard. and He goes, Howard, waka, 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 waka. <laughs> and I don't know what that means, but I love it. Yep, it's like a duck version of Fozzie Bear. <laughs> waka, 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 waka. I wrote down, Space Janitor came to creep on band girl. Yep. That is- Howard's yep. going to give him the mo- give the band the money, and they're all happy. Yep. That's pretty much all that and happens. he tells them that, that he got them out of their contract. Yep. And now they're free. They're free to band with whomever they please. Yep. It solves one of the two problems presented in the movie. What are the two problems? Howard's gone. Yeah. Band. She mentions that the manager is an asshole. I'm reaching for problems. Nope. There's not a lot I'm going I'm going to give on. you a third problem. It's okay. called bestiality. <laughs> well, it hasn't come up yet. It will, right now. They go back to Beverly's apartment. <laughs> Howard's playing some sort of music on this electric piano, and he's jamming out, and we see his little his tail. He shakes his tail feather. Literally. He's, he's shaking Holy his shit. tail feather. Yeah. Beverly comes out of the bathroom. There's there's no one dresses like that when you're not looking a bone, right? No, no. There, she is not wearing anything. No. She has a robe and this really small shirt on and just panties. Sounded pretty PG. It was not. <laughs> it was the opposite it of was, PG. It was 80s. 80s hot. Yeah, it was. It was 80s yeah, hot. Yeah. I was, For sure. I was like, all right, Leah Thompson, I see you. I know you're 50-something now, but I see you. <laughs> and Howard turned around and said, Marty! <laughs> <laughs> I most certainly did not see her. No. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> Where does Howard get all these like size-appropriate clothes? Because he's wearing pe- like pajamas he here. Has All right. As you know, I do the episode images for, yes. for every episode, and I've been looking for pictures of Howard in a, in a pose that is usable for me to recreate in these episode images. This guy has more outfit changes than any he other character I've seen in any movie. He wears something that he says he got from the Salvation Army or Goodwill, whatever it was. Yeah. Here he's wearing pajamas. Yep. 
Size appropriate. What's going on? Someone watching uh, Howard the Duck may have gotten the original idea for Tommy's Closet in <laughs> Parks and Recreation. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because he was a small gentleman. It's Howard Wearing fresh. boys' clothes. <laughs> Rent a duck. <laughs> well, that sounds like Quacka well, Swag. DJ Quackpa. <laughs> Qu- Quacka Swagger. Oh, no. Duck juice. Drink it. You'll love it. <laughs> Little Quack Bastion. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Why did you have to bring him into it? <laughs> swim, swim, little quack bastion. <sighs> okay, ready for some weird stuff? Sure. Let's do it. This is all stuff. Break it down. All see. I got was. I mean, I understood the implications. Uh, I need to see your happening. hands on the table because we're about to get real hot and horny. Brian has put his hands farther under the table. He knows what's coming up. Beverly's going to climb into bed really slowly, just showing her ass and her legs and everything. And Howard is just like, Howard basically says, oh, I've learned to appreciate the The female human human form. form. Mm -hmm. And she says, why don't you come into bed? We'll watch David Letterman. I'm assuming because she wants to watch the tooth gap because she wants the duck in her gap. But it's a stretch. But is it? Not according to the size of that condom. Nope. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) oh. It would be like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. You know it. <laughs> don't ducks have spiral dicks? Do they? Thorned, I don't. I thorned spiral dicks. I've Do heard they? that. I don't know that. I've I don't know that. duck anatomy. Well, what's on you your know what you've his, seen? What's on your search history right this, now? There's the, there's this YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. that's like a fake Morgan Freeman of voiceover of of ducks. Why don't you and their anatomy? Why don't you? Go about it in a Morgan Freeman type. Yeah, way. we've heard it. We love it. I haven't. I would love to hear Brian do. Oh this, no, I, I believe he alluded to it at one point. But well, you see, years of evolution have made it so <laughs> that basically the female duck of the species does not enjoy the procreation process. Therefore, the male ducks are forced to rape the female ducks, and in a Back and forth of evolutionary history, Jesus. they have developed different, basically, <laughs> basically they have corkscrew dicks. Mr. Fox, where's pussy? Sure. That's more or less what it is. Sure. That's where's flap? <laughs> I didn't have any Kentucky ones. Where's foul? Like la- oh, foul's yeah, good. I, female dogs where's have like, foul? They've, they've evolved to have these spiral shaped Quack Cervixes. Ginas. <laughs> okay. And and the duck actually has like a spring-loaded spiral penis that it launches into, and it has thorns on it, like barbs, to This is the first you've heard of this? Yeah. No, this is. Yeah. All right, you know what? That's all... been very uncomfortable for Beverly. Is all this, is, this is the end of Brian's nature corner. Thank you, Brian. Nature with Brian. <laughs> Brian Grills over here. I know I know a lot about the animal kingdom, guys. Quacking around with knowledge. <laughs> Yes. So, Howard's going to crawl into bed with Beverly, and she says something about, like, she can't find a man, and he says, maybe it's not a man you should be looking for. She says, you think I would find happiness in the animal kingdom ducky? Yeah, that's where I knew it was going to be sex. It was a sexy scene? And he was like, I uh, assumed David Letterman was to fall asleep. Well, we give it a try. And then she says, okay. Let's go for it. And then Howard immediately changes his tune. Nails that panic button. Wait a minute. Doesn't seem very in character. Nope. Not even a little bit. She says that she can't resist his animal magnetism. Right. At that point, some feathers on his head stand straight up. Yes, they do. <laughs> that apparently took months to create. The Just whole suit apparently the took feathers. forever to create. This was actually like an incredible moment 
in filmmaking because Absolutely. this was the first remote controlled puppet. Yes. And they had all the puppet. Wireless. Yeah, wireless. Thank you. They had all the wireless and remote control stuff in the tail of this puppet. So you had someone inside the suit, but they weren't operating the eyes and the facial features and the mouth and stuff like Ed that. Ed Gale in the suit. You had Ed Gale in the who suit. Who was phenomenal. Uh, originally, they, also, had, well, they had Jordan Prentice, who was- A child. A child. A 12-year-old little person. Yeah. And it was very uncomfortable for, for Beverly in certain scenes. Because it's a child, it makes sense. Um, actually, it turns out she didn't really care. It was it was Jordan Prentice's guardian. They always say guardian, it's, which is I find it is interesting. strange. Um, uh, it was his mom, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just turned out that Ed Gale was more natural in the suit because he was actually an adult and he knew how to like hold a cigar. He's twenty two like years old. Is that 22. what I saw? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he actually ended up being the person in the suit for the majority of the movie. You had a couple other little people who were stunt. Who did stunts? Sure, and, and then well, I, George Lucas is known for working with little people, most for, especially for like Star credits, Wars and stuff like that with Ewoks. Yeah, and most of the other credits for Howard are all the people who were maneuvering his facial features. Yeah, and the really screwed up part about this is that they didn't hire Chip Zine, who did the voice for Howard, until after the movie was filmed. Right. So everything was filmed. All the facial features and the voice and like the mouth moving is all there, and he yeah. had to match up his dialogue to that. Yeah, basically That's Tim Rose, nice. Tim yeah. Rose, who was the the lead puppeteer, was speaking the lines, and there was a speaker that, that would play them on set, so yeah. they really knew how what cues to. They, hit. Yeah, the actors apparently had a miserable time working with Howard itself, yeah. just because it was so difficult to interact, and it would malfunction all the time <laughs> <laughs> while wearing it. Not like a Jaws, yeah. a Jaws situation, because you know that worked, but yeah. should have kept Howard just in the dark the whole time. Like James? a toxic Avenger type thing where you just yeah, see yeah. his back for the whole like, thing. Like the Hulk for the first yep. appearance. 20 minutes of that movie. For no reason. Other than we don't have the CGI budget. Beverly's trying to bone Howard. And yeah. then there's company in the room. We, she insists yeah. that she was joking when it was all she over. She did. But that's because she got there was a lot less duck and a lot more cuck in the room. Yeah, we did get Because she got three out. scientists walk in and welcome to the movie. The greatest actor in this movie it's Jeffrey Jones. Character actor Jeffrey Jones. He is phenomenal. Ferris Bueller's principal. Yep. That's all you need to know. That's all you need he to know. He is fantastic in this He's movie. He's interesting. He's certainly a wild card. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these science fellas, because Philzy's there as well, because Tim Robbins walked in, and he just started munching on everything in this room as well. Yeah. Well, he plucked a feather from Howard earlier and he, brought it to- He didn't, since that was a prop and not scenery. He didn't need it. Dr. Which is Walter important to know. Jenning. I got so angry there wasn't an S on the end of this. I did the too. The entire movie. Every time somebody said Jenning, I was like, Jennings. Yes. I thought it was Jenny for the longest time. Nope, Jenning. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. Do you know how long it took me for... That's because Tim Robbins it's... is usually saying it, and he has all the scenery in his mouth. It's uh, right. <laughs> it's a long time before I got Jennings, but I think I did right. Or Jenning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Speaking think, of Tim I don't Robin. think I knew. Yeah. Uh, I just called, feather him, I just called him Tim Robin because of Because, because of Jenning. Jenning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like Tom Hank. It took me forever. <laughs> yeah. It took me forever to realize that they were calling him Philzy. Yeah, I was Tom, like, what oh, is this? Yeah, Phil- oh, don't I forget about Philzy. Tom Crew. Tom Crew. Yeah. Tom Crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philzy. Philzy. You're right. I was like, what are they calling him? I don't know this guy's name. I, it's Tim Robbins. He's Tim. I wrote down Tim Robbins for everything that had Tim Robbins. Oh, oh wait. Uh, so I wasn't sure if Howard was voiced by anybody that I would recognize. I recognized the voice of Jenning. But and then looked it up and figured out who he yeah. was. It made perfect sense. Yeah. And I was like, it was early. I was a little sleepy when it started. I was like, is this fucking David Spade? <laughs> and then like, I 
at a certain point, I accepted that it wasn't David Spade, but every now and then I'm like, wait a second, is, is it, it David Spade? <laughs> so some things about Jeffrey Jones we should probably talk about is in 2002, he was arrested for possession of child pornography, speaking of Sandusky. Uh, he pleaded no contest. Oh, wow. That's even guiltier than guilty. Jesus. Yep. I did not know this. Yeah, he's uh, been arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status as well. He's kind of a creep. I want kind that out there. Of. I want that out there. Kind that should of. be known. No, he's an extreme creep. He's an extreme creep. He's, I mean, that's it's Paul Rubens in a movie theater type creep. Uh, for I sure. think it's probably worse than that. He Doesn't might, sound good. He might be uh, a tier above Brian Singer. Certainly in the realm. Oh, it got worse. I read more. It got worse. Jones was arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status, first in Florida in 2004, and then six years later in California. In 2006, Jones' record became the subject of community complaint during production of Who's Your Caddy in Aiken, Classic. South Carolina. Upon learning of his involvement, locals insisted that the public should have been alerted, considering that families were being invited to visit the set. Oh, no. All right, so Jeffrey Jones is a fucking creep. Do you yeah, think he, he said, Who's Your Caddy to the kids? <laughs> oh god <laughs> i don't like it at all i feel dirty for saying he was great in this movie i do too let's carry on let's, let's take it back going. let's everyone note he's a fucking creep in this movie this is hopefully before creepville that was before he was arrested but who knows i don't know i don't want to look i'm let's... ah damn it carry on carry on get out of this this dirty dirty hole so he enters the room so he... <laughs> <laughs> He says, that, yeah, he says that there was some sort of experiment that they were doing at the lab and that a duck feather fucking fell through or whatever. And they want to match feathers. Yep. And Tim Robbins is going to take match. the feather and they want to do it. And they want to. Yeah. It turns out it's matched. So it was definitely a Howard feather. The laser spiroscope. Laser, the laser spiroscope. Spectroscope. Spectroscope. The laser spectroscope. It dragged Howard to Earth. Here's the thing is that they had to go to this lab in order to see it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, from yeah. Beverly's apartment. And it, did you notice? Where was Jeffrey Jones in the, all this? Because in that well, van, he said he was going to leave early to get the, everything set up and start. Okay. Oh, I fear for I the kids that, that were victimized yeah. in yeah. So, that. But that's the thing is that in this van, you have. Here's a question for you: You ever seen the Mash episode with? Uh, nope. With, Hard no. With well, in a Mash episode, Corporal Klinger eats a jeep because he's trying to get sent home. Did Stan Lee write it? Eats a jeep. He eats. Tries. To, yeah, he eats a jeep. Okay. Piece by piece. Corporal Klinger. And I feel like Tim Robbins got inspiration from this when he was driving in this van, because this scene oh, that is a van, man. he's just munching down on this van. It's amazing. Chewing all the scenery. Any questions? Yeah. Where are my pants? <laughs> I don't know if it happens at this point, but somewhere in this realm, someone mentions a pizza and Howard asks, what's a pizza? And they just offhandedly call it a circular Italian dish and then carry on with everything else that was happening. Yeah, that, that, was, that was back right after. Waka, 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 waka. Yep. Let's just go to this I fucking like lab. A lot. Let's just Let's go, just to, go the to this lab. At this lab, there's no guard at the gate, and some that's a thing. No guard. No one gives a shit. I don't know why this matters. Nope, they're just like. The 80s. There's like, oh, no guard. No guard 80s. Right? I like how the, the security was like, not oh, a thing. We should you go get back all... then. I've learned that you could get away with a lot in the 80s. But there are alarms going off. Yes. And Tim Robbins. Science alarms? Yeah. I don't know. Alarms that are alarming. Probably not security alarms. They're alarming. But Tim Robbins even said, like, oh, isn't this cool? When he looked at the alarm, that was weird. That is weird. I don't know what that's about. I mean, maybe it was a cool And then he ate it. Then he ate it because it was part of the set. I didn't didn't hear any of that. (laughs) Yeah. No, they... Whoever the sound mixer was on set did a really good job disguising the chomping of Tim Robbins. Yeah, it's just... It's exactly it. So there's definitely a problem, because the, the alarm's going off. 
the alarm's going off, but someone stumbles out, like a scientist stumbles out of this door. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he is just burned beyond, not beyond recognition. Like, like cartoon burned. Cartoon burned. And he says, like a oh! nice char. Yeah. yeah. His hair's all wild, you know, like. And he says that it's not right to tamper with the universe. And then he just goes, scampers off. And Howard goes, all right, here we go. Let's go in there. <laughs> Apparently, Jenning caught the full force of the blast and just disappeared. disappeared. We didn't see any of this. No. And everyone's trying to put out fires in this laboratory. Everybody's and running. All this. It's among. very intense. We yes. didn't see any of it. But the scientists are starting to worry that they may have brought something else down this time. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Police show up, I assume because of the alarms, but they immediately just, they're after Howard for some reason. he's a duck, and they want to get his duck suit off. You respond to an alarm going off in a science, yep. in, in, a, in a laboratory. And there's a missing man. And there's a missing man and people on fire. Yes. And you're going to be like, Concerned about the I, duck. Need to, I need to arrest <laughs> this three-foot duck. <laughs> they called three him an two. illegal alien. They did. They did call it an illegal they did. alien. Those are the charges. I, yes. Uh, it, it, there are a lot of parallels to the modern time. <laughs> they strip him down. To boxers, duck boxers. To try to find his zipper. Right. Yeah, I got that. I he got calls that. them a pervert. He's like, we have a saying on my planet. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. Come on, like, give us your best David Spade impression. <laughs> we don't say. We don't. What, what is this? Like, no, no candy in the car. It's going to get into the dashboard. It's going to reduce the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever hey, they say in Tommy Boy. I'm I don't only know three feet is. tall in boxers. We got to get me out of here before Jetting shows up. Too soon. I guess. Oy. We just found out. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Howard found out pretty quick, too. He was what? probably looking for that zipper. All right, so stuff you didn't see, again, is this- But stuff one... you didn't see. No, this one cop <laughs> decides to walk him out, and Howard's in handcuffs, and he's fully dressed now. Yep. And this one cop walks him out, and he says, ooh, cigars. So the cop lights up a, a, a cigar, puts it down for Whatever reasons. reason. Reasons? And Howard goes, oh, this one's already lit. And he grabs a cigar, throws it in a trash can, and says, fire. To which Bev says, fire. To which this cop dives headfirst into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, most people would be like, ooh, hot, 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 putting their arm out there yeah. trying to like get it. And he actually, he's in a garbage can up and to his like yeah. torso. He's, he's all the way in, in there. <laughs> and Howard jumps on his back, knocks over the garbage can. Yep. Bev grabs his gun yep. and then goes, Freeze! And they're trying to get the code key. And That's then, what it is. It's the code key. He has the co- uh, no. They asked for the regular keys. The cuffs. Right, right. We're about to right. learn about the code key. I really like that. Beth has almost a liar moment, but instead of liar that, yeah, it's freeze in the most manly voice she could muster. Yeah, good for her. She does things. If I was in Nick's position, she I would not have known that was Beth. Saying does that. things. I I don't remember the, necessarily the freeze, but yeah, yeah, I probably didn't. Probably sounded like a cop. I re- I remember most of this interaction, but you know, I didn't really know what was happening. That's, That's fair. fair. It's hard to stay. Focused. No, this part is actually pretty the, hard to follow along. A with. good chunk from here on, really hard to follow yep. along with. Hard to pay attention when you're listening. <laughs> These cops get all pissy because they're just they want to hunt Howard. Now he's a missing person. Yeah, it's duck season. Duck season. It's duck season. Book him, Ducko. That's brilliant. It doesn't seem hard for them to escape. Well, they run into Jenning. Yes. And he has a car. Yes. And Jenning also doesn't feel very well. No. Jenning does not feel well. <laughs> that's that's all the information we get. Is he, oh, my head. Jeffrey yeah, yeah, Jones, yeah. you're a fucking creep. Yeah, they're riding somewhere. You and he's the just fuck like, out of this. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Jeffrey Jones was Jeffrey Joning all over the screen, he, but not in the way you would think. Not he would. in the 
not, not in the, the way Paul, that you not in the Paul Rubens in the movie theater way. Right, right. Yeah. Not they, in the way that you would now know, thanks to us. Right. <laughs> Remember that we didn't know until just now. Yeah, Wikipedia, man. Don't do I it. could tell Don't he wasn't feeling there. well for sure. Yeah. He had something going on. He was hemming and hawing, he was huffing and puffing. Right. And he has a car. Yeah. Yeah, and was he driving? He was driving. Oh, I, he was driving. Oh, I assumed they were in a cab. Yep. No, I understand. It's they drive car. through a gate because that's what you do. Yeah. When the <laughs> gates are locked. I don't have a gate key. You have a foot, don't you? <laughs> that's a, yeah. And then and he says that he saw something when that laser hit him and that the world is in great danger. Yeah. And he says he feels something inside him. Bev never said that in the bedroom. No, no, because they never got to it. They never because did they it. got interrupted by Jennings. Right, she was, she was just kidding. What was happening? <laughs> um, just kidding. She does ask him what he had for lunch, though. Right. That's <laughs> yep. We cut back to the cop, and he's saying, "How the hell am I going to explain a manhunt for a duck? It's a duck hunt, sir. Don't please, don't, <laughs> don't start." Brilliant. I was very happy here because I wrote down that we're 56 minutes in the movie, and we finally have a plot. Yeah, we at least have an antagonist. We did well, it. Not yet, but there's intrigue. Really. We're working on there's it. There's We're working on it. This we're, movie we're picked up to big time. Escape the cops. Yeah, I got a feeling it's not diarrhea. No, and the, well, we know <laughs> it's not diarrhea because Doctor Jennings well, is now he's narrating what's happening to his yes. body in I great size, detail. <laughs> I feel like Beverly and Howard do not believe a thing he's saying for a really long time. I agree. Yeah, they seem to really just kind of very brush it off. About it. Yeah, yeah, and Jeffrey Jones is. I regret telling you the mash story before about Klinger eating the Jeep because this man's eating the Jeep. Yes. Oh. 100% eating the Jeep. This man had a whole dealership. Yes. Come on down to Jeffrey Jones's Chevrolet. <laughs> we got kids in trunks for the people who are into it and for the people who aren't. We have kids we don't in have just n- the normal place in <laughs> our the room. Pe- for the people who aren't. You didn't hear it. <laughs> for the people who aren't, we have cameras in bathrooms. <laughs> so basically Jennings is transforming, which means he's not driving. Right. Yeah, that's why I'm alarmed Howard by finding out that he's driving. Howard, Howard has the wheel. Does have the wheel? It's causing pandemonium. Oh, he's it short. Is. But they end up parking at this. They go over a lot of bumps and hills. Yeah, and Beverly high, finally yeah. gets her foot over to step on the brake. Yeah, and they stop just in time. And this is one of my favorite lines in cinema history. Oh wow! Where he says, "The transformation is complete. I'm not Jenning anymore. I am no. I am something Jenning. else. No, I am something else." <laughs> I am something else. <laughs> Real ominous, right? Wow. But then no one seems to pay any mind to that. No. Nope. No one like, in the as, car. As pays. a listener, very, very Howard, interested Howard in what he might says, be. Tries telling that's your insurance. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I want to go on record for a second. Okay. This has been a fantastic birthday. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad. I think I love Howard the Duck. And we're about to get into the that weird part of the my heart. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about some Joe Roma's Cajun sushi. What do you think this restaurant was before? I don't know that? what the sign is behind it. I think it's in like an Italian cuisine place behind it. But the Cajun isn't a replacement. The sushi is. Yes. So it was always a Cajun but restaurant. But the thing is, when you walk inside this restaurant, is Nick's looking at us like, please. Is Joe Roma Tony Roma's cousin? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. yep. So, it, so they may also have ribs. <laughs> I don't know. When you walk inside this, it looks like a diner. Yes. And all the people who, like the waiters and waitresses, are dressed like they work at a diner, but they also have a samurai headband on. I would I would be really interested in trying- like the rising sun headband. Cajun sushi. I'm very intrigued. I don't know if I would trust a Joe yeah. Roma to serve it to me. That's, but Cajun sushi sounds good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it might kill you. Uh, a lot I of mean, crawfish. Depends on you know. A lot of shrimp. I could, I could just some okra. Okra. Sure. Sure. Well, probably this, have some with salmon. Whatever this, whatever this restaurant is, uh, doesn't want Howard in there, and he says that he's a seeing eye duck. Yes, he does. Yep. And then he holds Jeffrey Jones's hand as they walk to the table. <laughs> Not so tight. What are you in love? They're sitting at this booth, and this is where I have so many questions about what's happening. I do too. So Jeffrey Jones is sitting on one side. Howard and Beverly are sitting on the other side. And Howard says, oh, okay, well, how about three beers, three specials? Like, let's order. To which Jeffrey yes. Jones says, I do not require human food. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, <laughs> yeah. can I just say, yeah. For, yeah. Me, for me at this point, less makes sense than ever. Because yeah. to me, he's clearly a monster. <laughs> no, he's a Jeff- And they no, are no, not reacting. The thing is, is that he looks he looks like Jeffrey Jones still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still. Yeah, but back it, then when he was skinny. But he nope. sounds so different. And he's yeah. clearly. Jeffrey Jones looks, now he looks like he ate Jeffrey Jones. He's declared yeah. that he is not himself. Right, right. He talks the way he talks. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're just they're sitting down with them. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like that this waitress clearly thinks that Howard is a child, child in a suit. Yep. But has no problem with the order of three beers. Yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that together. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sure, okay. What blew my mind is in all this, Jeffrey Jones is going to lay out the rest of the plot of this movie. Yeah. Saying like, oh, there's more overlords. We need. I I'm, a, I'm an overlord. Yeah, dark overlord of the universe. Yeah. And that there's more overlords, and they need to come down, and they need yeah, hosts, like, and all that stuff. We're just take... beyond the planets, exactly. Right, just beyond. Right, exactly. Is he a friend or is he a foe? I don't. And he know. knows that Howard's from another planet, right? Yeah. He well, says he's a he, fucking oh, talking. Well, duck. they said I'm that. I'm pretty duck. sure he mentions. They the kind of mentioned in passing. <laughs> they mentioned in passing earlier in the movie that like that it seemed like the laser spiroscope or whatever it is was being manipulated. You think about duck that's vaginas? How they ended up. Is with... that why you're thinking of spiroscope? The spectroscope. Spectroscope. Get my, your, my get bad. head out of the duck Yeah, pants. it might be a spectroscope. Get I think I said spiroscope. Pants. He said spiroscope yeah. first. I didn't okay. say spiral scope. Are you guys like well, Bev right L. now? Are you horny for ducks? No, no. He. <laughs> no. Maybe. <laughs> Back in my day, Spyro was just dead a dragon. Eyes. Dead eyes They're do They're real dead. <laughs> I, I just remember Spyro as a dragon, not some Skylander with a million Spyro, characters. Right, Very right. fair. Very fair. So the spectroscope. They said it was like... It was kind of like he was being manipulated in a way, and that's how Howard ended up there. So yeah. I think these dog overlords of the universe <laughs> were yeah. manipulating it the whole time. Okay. They just kind of messed up on the first go. But I, did they? They got one through. Well, I, but no, the first go is how Howard got there. Right. I was under the impression that they were using the spiroscope. <laughs> spiroscope. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something Wait. a child would use to make so, like, those, those so like, I, swirly pictures. No, no, yeah. no. Because they, they say that they need to get him back to his planet before it's out of alignment. So I assume right. that right. it's just aiming at the sky. At the egg yeah. planet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're aiming, it's, 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 it's aimed at the sky. It's, it's arbitrarily yes. aimed at the sky. They're familiar with the But the it, happened, it happened to line up with the egg and now happens to pull just past the planets. Yeah. Right. So that the Dark Overlords. My planet. Right. More like my living room. Talk about an invasion of privacy. <laughs> Wait, can I just say too? At the very beginning, when he when he first gets there, he asks where they are, and she says Cleveland, Beverly. Yeah. And then he's like, "No, the planet." And she's like, "Oh, I think it's called Earth." <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we didn't establish nope. that in her character. You're right. <laughs> That's it's pretty fair. important. Yep. <laughs> yep. So this is all way above her head. Yep. So anyway, the waitress yeah. brings over the three specials, and Howard loses his mind because there's. There's eggs. Eggs. Now, here's my question. Buy chicken eggs. Back to Duck yeah. World. Howard's fridge. He has a Tyson fried chicken in his fridge. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. 
To be fair, this is the first time so in the movie. you bird on bird action is that I, what he's against. Because he even says, what am I, a, no, a cannibal? He, he has a fried chicken in yeah. his fridge. Yeah, but you guys have been seeing egg things throughout the entire movie. And I'm like, ha, they served him eggs and he didn't like it. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's uh, just but weird to me, it was just an offhand thing. It was apparently a huge theme. He's a problem with eggs, but he'll eat a fried chicken. Yeah, they're totally different. Aren't they? I well, feel the like they might remind him of his birthday. That's yeah, yeah. That's he right. said they remind that's him of very his birthday. True. Yeah. But like, do you not think that there's another egg planet with chickens and they're in constant space battle? Who they're knows? They're we eating ducks. Know. You didn't read the comic books. No, in that case, he probably wouldn't have a problem eating chicken eggs. Right. Exactly. But, but he, he doesn't know where they came from. It reminds him of his birthday. That's true. All he knows about yep. this planet is that they hate ducks. He didn't. I imagine he they're didn't very against yeah. ducks. Oh, it's motherfucking ducksies. <laughs> <laughs> So they make her take the specials back, and she says, hostility is a psychic boomerang. Right? And then he <laughs> just says, just bring the beers. <laughs> As Howard does. And then Jenning blows up some ketchup and mustard. With his eyeballs. With his eyeballs. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, how did you do that? I don't understand here because Jennings shows him this code key. Right, he's like, I have the code key. This is uh, how you get back to your planet, duck. And he holds it there, and he holds it on the table, and then there's some sort of electricity. It's like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars here yeah. of what's happening. I don't know. And it's like, he wants him to take the code key, but he doesn't. What's happening? I don't know. He starts glowing blue. Yep. Well, this is how you could tell that he's a villain. Right. He's laying out his but plan he, to the but hero. Is he? To but the alleged is he hero. right now? That's I, the whole thing. Well, he's transformed, and he's claiming doom to the entire planet. That seems kind What's of What's this key look like? I imagined it's it kind a card. of like cubes, nope. cube-shaped. It is like a credit card with an extension. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. A longer credit card. Like a, a credit card you'd plug into a motherboard. Interesting. Not That's like it. not like a parent bird from Iron Man Two, but like a motherboard. <laughs> See, there's a lot of things in this movie that I did not build up in my mind, but I thought that the key was probably pretty cool looking. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> not even close. You know it, that you it know was that, like a like, hotel key that had just a little bit more to it. You know that oh, okay. off I'm white that off white color that every eighties electronic was? It was that. It was that. <laughs> color me intrigued. Yeah. It was a lot like if Rob the Robot. Like, just took off like a toe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just said, here you go. It was a rock. Use toe. this. These three guys are going to escalate the situation completely. Just random three guys are going to yeah. hit on Beverly. They're like, we're going to leave. And then these guys are like, Mm-mm. you're not going to leave. We're going to hit on you. And then they do. And Howard doesn't like it. And they go, you're a fucking duck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an appropriate reaction. And then they try to, you know, catch Howard. They just chase Howard. And Howard fends him off for, for quite a while. Uh, I would say quite a while. He does uh, a good job of doing some quack foo. Yeah, and we get my favorite line in the entire movie here, where Howard kind of needs help. Yes. Beverly says, Jenning, help him. He's my favorite duck. To which Jenning says, you hardly even know you him. You hardly know him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you're fucking right, man. I was like, you're absolutely right. This is true. <laughs> I can't imagine that there's any ducks in her life that she likes more than him. No, but point, it's Jennings, true. Jennings doing our job for us, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Well. He was a team player. That moment. He's real creepy. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones is a creep. I want that out there again. Let's keep repeating it. He's a creep. creep. But at this point, <laughs> all of the patrons of Joe Roma's Cajun Sushi have banded together. Yes, it's a, and are, it's a mob. are against Howard the Duck and right. have now strung him to a table in the kitchen and are seasoning him and throwing lettuce at him. Yes. Okay, okay. And a Japanese chef is now sharpening his cleaver, yes. about to chop off Howard's head. But then Howard starts going... Oh, but he's a he's a evil overlord of the universe or whatever. And they're like, ah, oh, whatever. 
<laughs> Beverly says, they're making fun of you. They're laughing at you. Exactly. And he goes, nah. And then he starts really glowing blue. He goes real blue, and then he starts blue, blasting everything. Blue is the first level of evil. Yeah. Okay. Right. He starts blasting Dr. everything Manhattan. in this place with his brain. He's doing all this telekinesis shit, throwing things everywhere. He's blowing stuff up. Yeah, he takes the cleaver, and he like manipulates it in the air, and he ends up cutting Howard free. See, yeah. yeah, I thought that Howard may have powers. Nope. No. He's duck with no. quack foo. Yeah, yeah. Audio alone. Yeah. <laughs> We're going real generous on the superhero thing with Howard, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Get over it. Well, I just assumed that at some point he developed powers. There was a lot he, of lasers. Is he any less super than like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I don't know. They're mutants. We technically count X-Men as super. Uh, yeah, I guess super, any, any right? animal that becomes at least human strength is super. That's fair. That's I, true. I guess. He's beating up on a full-size humans. Right. Jennings going to blow up everything. Everything. Everything in this diner, and then he gets his Don't coat. like the heat? Stay out of the kitchen. Yeah, he's pretty great. He ends up, everyone runs away because he's, you know. Well, yeah. He's blowing everything up. He's blowing Howard stuff up. Howard has the code key. Jennings wants the code key. He's going to just take it from him. Just He's going to telekinesis that he's stuff right to him. telekinesis all over yep. the place. I really like how a lot of these effects are very practical. This isn't. This part isn't. This is all no, Ghostbuster no, no. shit. But when he locks <laughs> Howard in there, <laughs> he ends up slapping the door shut with yep. his brain, with his brain powers, and then he slides then the entire diner in all front of it. the diner. It looks awesome. So well done. Good old practical effects. And then he picks up Howard, and he drops him on a table. Yep. And Howard's a knocked out duck. He bunks his head on the ceiling and then drops him and gets his code key, takes off of Beverly. Yep. Howard kind of comes to, and he's like, Ah, I'll save you. Goes outside, almost gets run over by a truck. Yeah. Then he faints. And he faints. I'll save you, Beverly. Yeah, in a different truck, Jennings, 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 this is, I hate his name so much. Yeah. He's getting away. It's the same truck. It is? Yeah. Oh, how about that? Jennings runs right toward Howard. That's right, because Beverly said, you killed him. You killed him. Right. Sure. Right. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Let's talk tongues. Oh, can we please? (laughs) You didn't. All right. So, oh. uh, are you familiar with X Men, Nick? Oh, I've seen it. Do you know Toad? Do you know I Toad? imagined that you were talking about Toad. Okay. Toad's tongue. Toad was nominated for. Uh, yeah. No. Toad's, yeah. Toad's tongue was. Uh, Toad's tongue. Bad. To put it lightly. Bad it was CGI. Bad. It was real bad. It looked better than this one. You think so? I actually I thought know. it looked worse. The '80s. I, I thought know. this looked pretty good. Okay. You know what? This the, was Beetlejuice. The shit right tongue here. looks good. His yeah. face did not look good. No. No. <laughs> You just got to remember, if it's bad CGI and George Lucas is attached, would you rather Jar Jar Binks? Maybe. You wouldn't know. I've never seen the prequels. You You wouldn't wouldn't. know. No. I might. He's racist. He'd fit in at the Cajun sushi place. Misa don't know. You're right. (laughs) Not wrong. Uh, (laughs) So he uses his tongue, and he's going to like power himself. He's trying to find power. He sticks his tongue tongue into the cigarette lighter (laughs) in order to get power from this truck. Okay. Yes. I'm following. <laughs> that's that scene. I don't know how to that's, go from that's there. basically the whole. So he yeah. receives the power. He, needs he receives the power. Okay, the power of the huh? truck. Back at the diner, the cops are just arresting people, and they end up arresting Tim Robin. Tim, I think Tim Robin already... Filzy. They Filzy. had Filzy in custody from the lab, right? And then he ate the cop car, and then he ate the cop car, right? Mm. This whole scene yeah. with him trying to get out of the cop car is so... like, get a rock and smash the window, and then he like he crawls through the front seat, the front crawls seat, out the crawls window. window, and then Howard just opens the door. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. It's pretty funny. I like oh, it. Oh, Philzy. Yeah. Howard and Tim Robbins are now a team. Yeah. They gotta... Yeah, they're going to team up. Because yep. Philzy. Yep. <laughs> what I don't get is that they run to a warehouse that's literally within sight of 
this diner thing. Yeah, and they find a plane. It's next door, and there happens to be a plane there. There is a plane, like a hobby. It's plane. an ultralight hobby plane. So they're in a plane. Not yet. Oh okay. yeah, <laughs> but they find it. It is within. You can see it from the diner where this warehouse is. Yes. They know they have an escaped the person. Cajun sushi diner. Yes. Yeah. They, Howard suggests they steal a cop car, and Phil, and Phil's he's like, that seems a little conspicuous, don't you think? So let's get a fucking plane. <laughs> Okay, yeah, things get really hectic here without a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to burn through this just a little bit because Jennings going to go to a power plant with Bev. Yep, the Cuyahoga yep. power nuclear plant. Exactly. The Cuyahoga nuclear plant. The cops said they spotted a duck next door in a warehouse now that it's sunny out, and they could do that. I don't know why when you have a missing convict who was in the back of your car, you don't just go search everything nearby. Right. Hey, where but is they he? spotted him, and instead of stopping him, they decide to go tell their boss. Hey, we found him next door. He's got Makes a sense plane. He's dangerous. He knows yep. quack foo. Uh, at the power plant, Jeffrey Jones is now on a tour of yeah, the wait, power plant. Weren't there instructions to shoot to kill yes. when they see when they see Howard? Yes. Neat. Yes. It's duck season. <laughs> it's motherfucking duck season. Him. I'm gonna go tell the boss. Yeah. Hey, let's go tell somebody that we saw him. He's in a plane. Jeffrey Jones is gonna take all this power from this power plant. He just walks into a room, the power room. The, yeah, I don't know how power I guess plants the work. reactor. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But I don't know. Basically he was on a tour and he he Yep, and while, away from the group. and while yeah. he's eating all that power, Tim Robbins is going to eat a plane. If, if The Simpsons is any indication, yes. eh, a lot of a lot right. of people are aloof at the power plant. Right, right, right. That's true. That's true. Howard and, and Tim Robbins are going to fly a plane they through a flying, town. Yes, yes. Through a town, allegedly Cleveland. This plane doesn't get above thirty feet off the ground. It no. makes so, a little bit of sense to me that they're in a plane because Billsy actually says "stay low," which I feel like is terrible advice. Very bad advice. <laughs> but he's also a lab assistant. That's and, true. Uh, he, he doesn't have some doesn't museum, museum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a science janitor. <laughs> At one point, they land on a truck, which is pretty neat. Yeah. All of this stuff with the plane, real. I bet you can see the actors there. Well, you can't. I mean, they're in the plane right. in the close-ups. Right. They have but the, you see the, the, the stunt double and the Howard puppet. It's Howard. You see Howard the entire time because this thing is wide open. Yeah. It's like yeah. a hang glider with an engine. That's all it is. Practical effects. They actually had to land this thing on top of like a moving truck. Very cool. It's very cool. It's very neat. It's very long. This whole scene it is takes way forever. too long. Also, Jennings is going is glowing red now. So yeah, you know he's, he's leveled up. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah he's, he's leveled up. up. He's now a level five Dark Overlord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, he's going to take his D twenty, and he's going to roll that to see what his hit points are going to be for the next part of it, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what how many spell <laughs> slots he has. For the yeah, rest of the no time. time for rerolls. Right, exactly. No, definitely not. Exactly. Well, his, well, we'll talk about his D eight when we get there. But um, his date. <laughs> that would be I Howard with the guy I really want to know where it's been. I have a problem with Howard flying this plane because he goes over a lake at a point. And there's a lot of duck hunters there. Yes, and he kind of dive bombs them. He does, but he yells Tora Tora Tora. What happened on Duck World for him to yell Tora Tora Tora? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. He's very vengeful. He's a very angry duck. You know what? It might be the chicken wars. It could be. That's yeah. a movie I want to see. The foul wars. <laughs> I want to it see all that. Makes sense. I badly want to see that. I, you know what? I give want us, to see it too. <laughs> give us five years. That's exactly <laughs> it. Right after we finish doing Super Ham 2020 coming out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. Super Ham. Does the ham get its own game? <laughs> Jenning and Bev are on their way back to the lab. But there's a police checkpoint. Of course there is. Naturally, Jenning, glowing green now. He's leveled up again. Damn. Now mm-hmm. he's glowing green. Okay, okay. He zaps a cop into oblivion. Then he blows up a car. It looks like he only blows up the lead car in this line of There's cars. a lot of power in green. Yeah, but everything like changed from that. It's like domino explosions. Yeah. It's in reverse. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, green boom. Green is powerful. But it doesn't blow up the truck he's in. No. And he just drives through. 
smog inspection. <laughs> There's a part where Tim Robbins is going to fall off the plane comedically. Yep, he's hanging, dangling. It's it's a thing. It's funny. Philzy's dangling. Philzy's dangling. He's chewing on is the he water. yelling Philzy a lot? Philzy. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, know this part. They're, and then oh, they're, I know they're flying over this one road and this pedestrian truck is driving the opposite way and it drives a cop car off the road. Okay, yeah. I was so in, I was so confused. Like, like, look out for that car, but no, like, that why happened. was that truck in the middle I of don't the know. road? The cop car, the cop car flips at yeah. a point, and then the well, presumably no one stops for this cop car or the or the truck that drove by. Right. It's a mess. Why was the truck? He was over the yellow line. Like they had to make. He evasive. was on the yellow line. Everybody just, had yeah. to take evasive maneuvers. Yes, one drunk asshole. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. Shout out to our Baffle brothers. Anyway, one more time, learn to drive Baffle. Conveniently timed. We have a train because Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I I made a note about this part <laughs> because Howard <laughs> Howard mentions uh, he's like, oh, a car. There's no problem there, but it clearly sounded like a train. It was a train. Yeah, it was a train. Clearly yeah. sounded. Yeah. Like nope. A train. Now, interestingly enough, they're in a plane. They could have just gone over the train. Yeah, but they gotta decided, say hello. They decided to go through a train car. Yeah. Okay, so what I thought happened because. <laughs> Shortly before this, it must have been when they got the plane going. I assumed that Howard was flying as he's a duck with Philzy hanging from his leg. Oh, yeah. So, no, they were flying the plane. Because he said, he said, in prehistoric times, you flew, trust your instincts, feel your birdness. Howard was flying this whole time. He was flying Flying the plane. Poorly. Right, right, right. But I, poorly. But I thought he was. Flap, flap, flying. Oh, oh God. As he doesn't a duck. have wings. He doesn't have wings. He has yes. hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought he was flying. Well, he says, he says, um, we have a saying on my planet, if God intended us to fly, he wouldn't have taken away our wings. He does say that. So mm. so in my head, I thought he was flying then, and then there was the train car, and it sounded like he started to actual fly after that. Nope. Nope. But uh, <laughs> the fact that they were in a plane the whole time makes a lot of sense. Quite the opposite, actually. They, they basically break the wings off the side of the plane as they go through the train car and land in a pond, and Howard can't swim, as we learned earlier. Oh, yeah. So the opposite of flying, he is now drowning. Yes. That's exactly those, it. Those We're at the, the lab, right? by the way. We made it to the lab again. Everybody's back at the lab. We did it. Are you ready to sprint? Yes, because this movie ends quickly. <laughs> I'm going to run through these very quickly. Jennings has the machine fired up. Yep. He has Bev tied to the machine at the bottom of it. He's trying to call down more Dark Overlords. Somebody at some point in the last... Yep. 12 hours has yeah. programmed this machine to know the coordinates of the dark overlord Correct. area. Correct. Like the machine's like now Splintar or whatever it's called. Like Exactly. Uh, Howard what? and Filsey are going to try to steal some sort of neutron, neutron disintegrator. disintegrator. Yep. They're going to do that and they can't get in so they just break a lock. Fine. Who gives a damn? Howard Roundhouse kicks open a door. Yeah, he does. He's badass. Quack foo. Correct. Yeah. But Super then he hero. uses... What is this neutron disintegrator is like on a golf cart almost? Yeah, I I started calling it actually the gun cart. That's fair. It's just up there, and they're driving it around, and then Doctor Jenning is all mad about them driving this neutron yeah, disintegrator. Uh, he's around. red again now. I don't know if that's better or worse. I don't know yet. Green but now he has, sounded strong. But now when but he now fires, he's got crazy white hair. He oh, does. He looks next insane. level. Like this scientist. Next level. Like yeah, the yeah. scientist from Marty. So uh, <laughs> he's he's the robot chicken scientist now. Right. That's exact. But he also whenever he fires his finger energy out. It's purple. 
That's Ghostbuster beams. Purple. Oh, no, it's not purple. It sounds like he's going through levels of Christmas lights because you have the people who have the only blue (laughs) ones that dangle. Then there's the red. Then the green. green. Now back to red. He's alternating. Yeah, yeah. But it's red with some flare, so it might be a bulb that's got some flare. His his finger flare is a different color than his body flare. Yeah, so he's the multicolored string. He's he's at his peak. Correct. He's a full full Christmas tree. The thing is, there is a color that outranks all of that. What's that color? It's purple. Oh. That's the color that the neutron disintegrator fires. Right. But at the same time, you also have this uh, that one part where Dr. Jennings is going to fire his fingers at Filzy, and Filzy eats a, a, eats a satellite dish. Yes, he eats a satellite dish. Yep, because he, he absorbs of the, the impact. Because it's part of the scenery, and he's chewing sends it. Sends it right back. Yep. Fucking like, Tim Robbins, me, man. <laughs> I can't start it. I think what it really comes down to is... Try the seatbelt, Howard. Yeah, Howard's just going to fire the neutron disintegrator at Dr. Jenning, it's yep. going to hit him. They combine the beams they for a hot second. They do the, they do the, the, the Harry Iron Potter. Man War Machine, Iron yeah. Man 2, that Harry Potter, Voldemort. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty yep. sure this came before all of them. They're crossing the beams. Sure. And then Dr. Jenning now has Dark Overlord out of him, and he's a regular old he's Dr. Regular Jenning. Doctor. Doctor. Even though he said his organs were being taken over, and it, he probably should have just died. Should have. But yeah, now he he's did just say a that his or- everything inside of him was changing. Yep. Back to a regular dude. Yep. So it seems but like they won. It seems like they won, but he says, oh, the evil's still here. Evil, and the evil's still coming down from the from space. Correct, because that and machine Beverly is activated. still strapped to the table. Yep. Tim Robbins is going to eat that, that platform that she's sitting on real soon. Yep. Because it's still part of the scenery. Let's just sum this thing up. Let's There's some it. sort of spider rancor monster that is the Dark Overlord. Spider that's what they look rancor. like. Oh, interesting. I was trying yeah, to figure out how to describe That's what this it looked thing. like to me. But he pops up from underneath the floor, and then Howard's just going to pretty quickly dispatch this thing after he yeah. puts Beverly and Tim Robbins in some sort of. Tra- it's like a trance, but it's He's like. He's zapping them with green now. Yeah, but now they're. Okay. It looks like these spider. Dark Overlords are. That's going to be their host, is these two people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Howard's going to shoot them with the neutron disintegrator and. Bob's your uncle, and everything's boom. fine. And everything's fine. Except Bibbidi the countdown, boom, probably countdown is still going. Countdown's still, still going on. Dark Overlord's on their way. Right. So Howard says he's going to blow up the machine. Beverly says, then you can't go home. Howard says, goodbye, Duck World. Goodbye, and Duck he Worlds. fires on the machine, and it blows up. And the machine apparently fell on Howard. He he has his, his hero moment very and, late in the movie. And it's actually an extremely Howard the Duck thing to do. Yeah. Where he's all knocked out. Beverly says, I hope you're in a better place. And he goes... Howard is not here. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer Howard. <laughs> what a he's just joshing. What a funny duck. And that should be the end of the movie. It should be, and it's not. And yeah, that's, it sounded like yeah. it should be the end. Yeah, that duck dick just he had to get his last joke in there, and then we're gonna he's gonna become a new band manager. Yep. For we're gonna cut to cherry a, bomb. A we're cherry gonna cut to the concert. end of it, and it turns out it was about a band Howard, manager the whole time. The duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. I don't remember what it said, but I knew at the time because that song plays for about 10, ten minutes. minutes. Roughly. There's roughly. a part where you get a, it's a Marty McFly moment. No one can Howard... contain him. Howard the Duck. <laughs> he gets on Ooh. the stage. Howard gets on the stage and they hand him like a little baby guitar. A little baby guitar. After Tim Robbins ate the stage right. He accidentally because of the ended scenery. up on stage, but they're like, here, have a guitar and do a song. Uh, a small guitar that's going to fit duck hands here. perfectly. So at this point, the song happens. There's banter. I assume more is happening. Nope. Song keeps playing. The fellow I'm s- with the big history. I'm still listening. I'm still listening. Yeah. Song's still going. Yeah. And then I'm like. Well, the, there's credits rolling while you're still going. Oh, yeah. So I, in my head, I'm like, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> if there's credits on the screen when I take this phone out of 100%, my pocket. 100% there's credits. Credits, done. Don't need to hear that song. There anymore. is a very short scene after the after the song. It don't it need to. It was it. a mid-credits? Mid but yeah, continuation like, of like Beverly and Howard are like at an hour and forty nine minutes. I didn't feel the need. Embracing, kind of, and it's like not bad for a duck from outer space. 
You were great, Ducky. Yeah, she always calls him Ducky. Unnecessary. That's Howard the Duck. That's Howard the Duck. That's Howard the Duck. We did it. He sure did. Wow. It's been done. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I don't think we have the right. Oh, no, that's public Miss domain now. Public domain. Go ahead. Dear Michael. Happy the duck. What? Happy. His oh, name is birth- David Michaels. birthday. <laughs> I could have done that. I didn't. Oh, man. Okay, podcasters. <laughs> the Dark Overlord comes back. When? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Men in Black? Is that the Dark Overlord? Oh, it there? makes perfect sense. He's, is it him? He's Mikey in the opening scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the voice, Holy too. It, uh, I don't know if it's the voice. I know, but the voice reminds me, reminded me of that. It's the first thing I thought of when he gets taken over they by the Dark Overlord. Used Jeffrey Jones again. We have a. In 97. Do we have like, not, he in jail or something? Not 97, 2002. No, no, it's not. Uh, it's yeah. not him because it's. Yeah, I definitely it's remember being someone else. doing an impression. Not hard to that do. Guy seems not more like, the, that guy seems more like a weird Jim Brewer. Yeah. I guess. Fair. That's oh, very fair. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. He's a sway, swervy Jim Brewer type. Hey, speaking of which. <laughs> alternate casting? Alternate what casting. Uh, Howard, they auditioned a bunch of people for this role. Sure. David John, Spade did not audition. I John looked it up. Cusack. For Howard. For Howard. The voice we're talking. Jason Alexander. Martin <laughs> Short. Oh, boy. Jason Alexander would work. Uh, there's a couple animation guys. Rob Paulson, who does Yakko Warner and Pinky. Sure does. He's a very big uh, voice actor. Townsend Coleman, The Tick. Yep. And Robin Williams. Different movie. Very different. Very different. Also, almost all of Hollywood auditioned for Beverly, including Tori Amos, Paula Abdul. I heard Cindy Lauper was the big one. Uh, Cindy Lauper, Sarah Jessica Parker, Lori Singer, Phoebe Cates, Belinda Carlisle. They got some actual like musicians Sarah in Jessica there. Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Do horses and ducks get along? It's probably I feel the like hang probably. up. Okay. Probably. No. Just going off of faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dead duck eyes. Long horse face. Fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, long in the face, long in the bill. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay. And Filzy could have been played by Jay Leno. Oh, my God. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't have listened. <laughs> what a different movie. <laughs> uh, so did you hear the one about the? Did you hear the one about me showing up at the? I had the, the couple of telescopes on my Here's the thing. Whenever, whenever you get, when, when, you, when, when you graduate, you get your own museum. I How amazing is that? I just want to Took hear a fella out of your butt. No, no. Also... George Lucas has said that his biggest regret was not having John Landis direct this movie. I can understand that one, and that would be a really cool choice for a director, especially yeah. after what an American in Paris, American Werewolf Paris, who did a very cool choice because of practical in Paris? effects. Right, right. Practical effects were, I mean, but this movie. They did a sequel to American Werewolf in London? Maybe that was it. There was a whole series. I don't know. We're doing American uh, we're talking, Werewolf in Moscow. No, just the imagine the no. song with Paris instead of London. I can't. Uh, Werewolves in Paris. It works. The baguette. The baguette. Wait, was that the Kanye West follow? Werewolves in Paris. No, that was exactly what it was. Uh, Werewolves of Beijing. It was a whole series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a whole bunch of them. (laughs) There was uh, Werewolves over Baghdad. Werewolves over Baghdad. I don't remember that. No? No. Okay. Maybe a little bit. It sounds familiar. That was from Growlcast. 99 Red Werewolves. Uh Huh? Of course, 99. but the German part. Red werewolves. <laughs> uh, George Lucas has stated that, you know, he said, actually, a direct quote. You it know, really was London, wasn't it? It wasn't Paris. Yeah, yeah. I only seen that movie once, and I loved it. And the fact that I've I never heard it, it, I just know the song. You well, know, that's a different, that's a, what's his face thing? I know. The guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Werewolves in Paris. <laughs> There is a movie called An American Werewolf in Paris. It came out in 1997. Uh-huh. 
Well, that was after. It was directed by Anthony Waller. Not him. No relation to Amanda Waller from uh, Green Lantern fame. Suicide Squad. Out of people I know in this cast list, Julie Delpy is most known for, like, Before Sunrise. Okay. That stuff. Yeah, the befores. She's mm-hmm, the lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lady. She's in there and others. And others. Uh, it got a 31 on Metacritic. And on IMDb, it has a 5.1 out of 21,000 votes. Wow. It How was the might werewolf? Might not be good. What do you got for screenshots? Writers. John Landis from An American Werewolf in London. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was a follow-up. It was a follow-up. Okay. Was a follow-up. That's okay. what I was talking about, guys. Gosh. No, 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 it, it clearly was. Gosh. Gosh. It would be really cool if Listen, we did this before that. It's I mean, what after, you, said, you said. It's what you meant. <laughs> Let's do a recast. Let's do it. Let's do it differently this time, though, because I have a lot of names. So I'm just going to show, I'm going to shout some names out, and you guys will decide who gets cast in the movie. We are recasting Howard the Duck for the MCU. For the MCU. For the MCU. Okay. You know, let's do Same it. Same characters, though. Okay. Now, we're going to start with Howard, obviously. Yeah, well, sure. David Spade's not taken in now, the MCU. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Seth Green has already played the character twice in the MCU. That's true, actually. I liked it a lot. Yes. So, but here's some other ideas. Sure. Based on the character from the comics. Adam Carolla. No. H. John Benjamin. Yes. Yes. Jason Bateman. Oh, that mm. works. They're different, but they work. Ken Jeong. Yeah. I don't like Ken Jeong in that role. They actually cut a scene from Infinity War. Okay. Of Howard the Duck playing poker with Peter Quill. Man, they're really trying to squeeze that in there. I feel I, like- What do you think you're going to see first? Do you think you're going to see Howard the Duck first or Jugger Duck? Howard the Duck. Okay. Yeah. They're really forcing it. Although- that would be such a cool way to bring back John Barenthal. Wouldn't it be nice? If they did Cosmic Ghost Rider? Oh, pl- yes, please. Oh. Anyway. Yes, please. Beverly. I have a whole list of red-headed actresses. Do they have to be good? Well, let me give you the list and you guys can decide. Emma Stone. Deal. We're nope. done. We did it. Nope. Oh, she's not even on my list. Oh, no. There's another Emma. Emma yeah. Watson. Emma Watson. She looks a lot like no, Leah Thompson. No, 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 but- no. Because Emma Watson's going to have to sing in this one again because- Leah Thompson did do her own singing in this, yes. and she crushed it. Okay. Emma Watson did her own singing in Beauty and the Beast and did the opposite of crushing it. Okay. That's what I hear. Uh, then you might hear. like Jayma Mays from Glee. Okay. Uh, I also have Bryce Dallas Howard. Too old. Howard the Duck. Ha-ha! <laughs> Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under. Evan Rachel Wood. I like that one. Rose Leslie, who played Egret yes, she on did. Game of Thrones. Pretty Speaking good. of Game of Thrones, how about that episode last night? Oh, my God. I can't believe the Hound is an alien. Yeah, it's not space. like we're, we're not recording this somewhere in the week <laughs> leading up to it. How about that? Or Isla Fisher. Those are all fun. Isla Fisher would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, wait. Who did we choose for Howard? For Howard? Yeah. Was it uh, H. John Benjamin? I think it might have been. Or is it I, I, think you, I, I actually kind of like Jason Bateman. Jason I think he's just changed the right it. way. Yeah. He changes it. He's good, but he changes it. Yeah, without a doubt. It's very different. But you need it to change because this is not the same comic I think just letting Danny yeah, yeah. DeVito do it would be fine. I'm a fucking duck. Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, toots. Only, oh, he has the woman in eyes. Down. Only because oh, yeah. it would save a lot on the budget by not having to make a robot suit. Just slap a duck head. I had to finish one on movie and I got some webbing. I'm not going to go to no, third no, no, base because no. that doesn't mean anything in terms of, <laughs> of aquatic I've a, birds. I've been a penguin. I'm a fucking now bird I'm... again. I'm a fucking bird. Think about, board. think about how much better the effects would be otherwise if they didn't have to pay to see. CGI the, the, <laughs> just Danny DeVito That's with fair. a head. That's fair. Uh, Phil Blumbert, Philzy. Philzy. I have Jay Baruchel. No. Elijah Wood. No, no. I actually have one. Uh, oh, hold on. I have yeah. two more. Lake- yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. Made him up. 
Dope. He's in <laughs> he's in Atlanta. He's in Dope, and he's like the first guy from Get Out. Okay. Or Karan Sony, who plays Dopinder in Deadpool. That's fun. I'm gonna one up you. Okay. I want Timothy Simons. Who's that? From Veep. He plays Jonah Ryan. He is fantastic in Veep. Okay. He is amazing in that show. All right. That would be spot on. Hey, you're casting directors. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Here are the names. Also, we're like... gonna save we're gonna save uh, money on scenery because he's not gonna chew it like crazy. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Is that this guy? Why are you doing a mustache face? Is that the mustache guy? Which guy is that? It's the younger guy. He's the tall guy. He's just okay, a yeah, large yeah, 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 yeah. giant of a man. He's yeah, a skyscraper yeah. of a boy. I'm like checking you think people he'd be from a good lab assistant? in my head. I'll show you a picture of him. You're going to go, that boy's a lab assistant. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. You'd have to shave. I showed you the one picture that he has of a with a beard. Oh, is that? I don't know. I Maybe, maybe it was a thing. You showed me a picture with a beard. Brian. Anyway, on, man. a non-pedophile Dr. Jennings. Here's my list. Yeah. David Koechner. Pretty good. Gary Cole. No, I don't. Weirdly, I love him in everything. I don't love him in that. Diedrich Bader. Yes. That's Hard yes. Good. Going back to the VP. Drew Carey, man. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Drew Bader back to Drew Carey. We got Oswald. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Baker. <laughs> We're going. No. And William H. Macy. No. I think. For, you know, he's going to need the job to get his wife out of jail real soon. But. <laughs> I'll give it to Diedrich Bader because the man doesn't stop working. Now, keep in mind that this person has to get really grotesque in the face. Yeah. Diedrich Bader? He's great. Or David Koechner? Uh, both. Both? I like them both. Oh, I like like a before and an after? Maybe, but- I like both I of know. their capability really to go good. through a similar transformation. Yeah. That's also, fair. probably not that expensive. No. 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 None of that cast, really, except for Beverly. But she's like the star, kind of, lit yeah. since Howard is a voice sure. and CGI, most likely. Potentially a small man in a mask. Potentially, potentially Danny DeVito in a mask. <laughs> I looked up some stuff on this movie. Okay. There is not a lot. It seems like Marvel has almost like wiped this thing off its egg planet. One thing I was looking for, since this is now considered, well, this thing got critically just bitch slapped when oh, it came yeah. out. People oh, didn't yeah. like this it. Is, this is considered one of the worst films ever made. Yeah. It's not a secret. People did not enjoy but it. But it's a massive cult classic now. Massive cult classic. Oh, absolutely. So one of the things I went looking for was... What props exist from this movie? Since it's not that old oh, and no. it is that popular, I legitimately could find one. Really? What yeah. was it? I what kept it? accidentally coming across uh, pictures of the mask and- It's a fake mask. Oh, really? Apparently, it's someone who makes the mask and they're very slow. They say it takes four to six weeks and they take eight weeks. So you're telling me that I could have a Howard the Duck mask in eight Absolutely weeks? Absolutely can. I don't know where it comes from, but yes, you can. Can you control the eyes from your phone? No, you know, it could be dead eyes be the whole time. But the only thing <laughs> I was able to find in terms of props that are out there for screen use. It's a statue. It's an arm. Oh, wow. It's an actual arm worn by Ed Gale. That's amazing. And one of the special features. And it's going for 300 off. bucks. Do you think what it smells it? like cigars? <laughs> it might. <laughs> and one of the special features, he actually shows off the original hands. There you go. Because there's only three fingers. Yeah. He had to he had to keep his fingers together. Spock it. Apparently. Yeah. yeah he was spocking the, the old lobster claw. And, uh. For months after the movie ended, he couldn't like he just naturally held his hands like that. He couldn't separate his fingers. How many hours a day do you think he spent in the suit? Lots. Uh, I'll tell you. It's it's funny because he actually like says at one point he's like, "It was weird that I wasn't peeing." (laughs) (laughs) I guess that being a problem. Yeah. The marketing for this movie, they had a hotline. They had a one nine hundred. I've heard. Um, Yeah. Go on. Where fans could call in and they could they could hear pre recorded messages from Howard. 
and it cost like a dollar ninety nine a minute. So they really stretched out the messages. <laughs> there were four different messages, and it was like, "Call back tomorrow, and I'll tell you more about Duck World or whatever." And uh, nineteen eighty six, man. They have the messages on YouTube. Really? Me, but the audio quality is terrible. Ed Gale, he was hired to work on Spaceballs because Mel he met Mel Brooks and he was like, oh yeah, I was Howard the Duck. And Mel Brooks said, anybody who was in Howard the Duck can be in my movie. <laughs> Mel Brooks, man, he's a fucking he knows talent. Mel what Brooks. a stand-up act. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Man. I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Top 69 <laughs> superheroes. Giggity. It's gone up. We added the Shazammy? We did. Where do you think Shazam falls on the list of top 69 superhero movies? 10. Close. It's, I mean, it's new. I'd put it at six. It's a seven. Mm-hmm. Nice. It is sandwiched between Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok. That is great company. healthy company. Now in great reverse company. prices, right rules, I win. Yep. That's true. I was the lowest. You nailed it. Over. <laughs> you nailed it. Even Where do you <laughs> think Howard the Duck falls on this list? 69. <sighs> Top 69. Top 69? Yeah, 69. 60. Didn't make the list. Didn't make the list. Okay. <laughs> what do you think its score is on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, like a 30? 15. No. Yeah. 15%. 15%. So bad. It's not good. 48 people, reviews. People really dislike this movie. James Gunn said it's because of the eyes. Because they're real dead. They're real dead eyes. Dead well, eyes. he didn't like that how it had the when they blinked. They didn't have the it, it had, had skin like, behind human it. skin around. Yeah. the eyes. it didn't oh, have like yeah. feathers and stuff like that. Yeah. The Washington Post says, as you watch Howard the Duck, you get the vivid sensation that you're watching not a movie, but a pile of money being poured down the drain. Oh, this is definitely a blank check situation. And let's keep this this movie only eighty six. Cost thirty five million dollars. Opening weekend, it did five. Womp womp. Gross USA, it did 16. It didn't get it close. Didn't hit half. Worldwide, it did 21. It didn't get close no. to getting back to where that it is. That is a bomb. The Los Angeles Times says, for all those who cotton to the charm of the comic books, the duck stops here. Ha ha. Ha ha. You could tell he watched the movie because he made a duck pun. Yeah. You could tell he saw it. Duck puns. Woo. Woo. Top critics from Time Magazine. The movie is too scuzzy to beguile children, too infantile to appeal to adults. Yeah, I can see that, but I'm kind of like a kid at heart. Yeah. I love it. Again, it was the 80s. Adults aren't so grown up these days. From the Chicago Tribune, in the absence of anything resembling structure, character, point of view, or sense of purpose, there is no place else for this empty project to go. Wow. I'm going to give you a positive, because I found one. It's from the Orlando Sentinel. Reservations aside... They threw a disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to fault the tongue and bill high spirits of a movie like Howard the Duck. (laughs) That's not much of a positive. No. No. No, no, no. They're just like, "Eh, they had fun. I kind of want to do one star reviews. Okay. Am I doing that now? Or do you want to do a super stuff score? Score that stuff. Score that stuff. Let's score that stuff first. All right. Because I'm going to give you a heads up. We came at Watchmen saying that was a polarizing movie. Yeah. I don't think it holds a candle to Howard the Duck (laughs) and how polarizing it is. That's not surprising. Let's get some super stuff. Let's do some super stuff. We're going to start off as we do with setting. Cleveland. 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 Nothing Cleveland about it. And there's nothing not Cleveland about it. For a brief period of time. There is a train. Very Ohio. Duck World. (laughs) Duck World looks like Cleveland. Woo. Woo. It's a world that's shaped like an egg. It's Duck World. Woo. Woo. 
there are puns and jokes and stuff. Know, it's what, what's Cleveland about this? What's, what's Cleveland about this movie? Uh, I don't know. It says Cleveland. I'll go point five in the a sense of, that it's a city. A lot of gangs. It really doesn't. Does Cleveland have a lot of gangs? A lot of biker gangs in the eighties? I don't know. I saw. I mentioned Major League already, but the Indians certainly there. weren't doing well. Didn't have a major <laughs> the Browns scene. weren't doing well. The what? Was there a big punk scene in the in the eighties? Did they? Not sure. Did the did the Browns draft Vinny Testaverde around eighty six? It sounds like a rough time. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, I'll go zero. Zero for setting. setting. Sorry, Cleveland. Maybe it's because I don't know about Cleveland. I didn't. So I didn't. Straight. I, don't I didn't rocks. hear anything that made me think it was Cleveland. Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Style and tone. Might be a zero. It might be. It is a zero. The style is. Uh, eh, eh, I don't know. The tone is even more. I, I don't know. And what is the, the tone? The tone is. I want to go home. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to have sex with this girl. No, I can't I have sex with this girl because I'm a duck. She's oh, I want to save the world. My spiral. Penis. Save the world. I don't want to go Spi- home anymore. Right. Barbed. Don't forget barbed spiral penis. What did the condom look like? It was a condom. It looked like a just tiny a smaller condom. condom. Uh, I just, it. Yeah, it would not have worked anatomically. Nope. I mean, I didn't know there was a condom until you mentioned it, but Unless I was picturing it weird. Barbed he's, for he's her kind of, pleasure. He's kind of like a humanoid duck. Maybe he's got a more humanoid penis. I don't know. I don't know. I'd he's got the wings. I'd speculate about this penis mm, much more. No. We'll just have to start tweeting James Gunn. Uh, hero. Who? Howard. I mean, he saves the day in the long run, he but saves with, the with day. what power? He's just kind of is it not courageous? Phil, is it not Phil it who's courageous. the de facto well, hero? He gives up the, the only thing he wants the whole movie is to go home. Go home, and he gives no, up. No, he, chance he to wants go to go home wait, at wait, points wait, 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 of the movie. Wait. He doesn't want to go home the whole movie. Okay, guys. Well, that's like you saying in Watchmen that the whole point was to save the world. Listen, listen, it listen. Was. So, <laughs> so yeah, Howard comes to the planet. Right. He meets Phil. Right. Phil knows what's going on. Right. Leads him in the right direction. Brings him to these scientists. Eventually, there's an Dark Phil's the hero? I'm calling him the hero. Who else makes sense as the hero? Howard doesn't make sense Well, then it's the a hard zero. Yeah, it's a hard zero. He's a terrible hero. <laughs> right. He's a terrible hero, <laughs> but- You might be right that Phil's the hero. He's the one who makes all the connections that yeah. bring Howard to the right place. I it, like framing it that way. He could have just wandered onto Lake Erie, floated around for a while. No, he couldn't do that because he'd eat the lake. It's no, I'm talking Howard. about Howard. Howard can oh. float around. He doesn't well, need he to swim, swim, but he, he can swim. float. Can't yeah, but he's swim. a duck. He's buoyant. He was not. He's a human. I, meant, I, I, not I understand that he said we he can't swim. We don't know if he has a corkscrew penis. It's we don't know true. if he's buoyant. We're not sure what that right. penis is. There's a lot of anatomical things for this anthropomorphic duck that we just do not he's understand. He's so close to the Great Lakes, you'd think it would be heaven. You'd think. It makes sense. I mean, ducks love lakes. Mm-hmm. There's anything I know. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, know a lot about ducks, and people anything you know. True, people true. love throwing bread into lakes, and Villains. ducks love bread. Villains. Villains. Oh, we I'm found weirdly, out. Weirdly, so here's the thing. Weirdly, gonna go high on this one. I think Jenning. Yeah. Even the actor's pretty bad guy. That's what I was about to yeah. say. Jeffrey Jones has proven to us <laughs> in the last few hours that he's the ultimate villain. I think Jeffrey Jones kicks ass. He's a creepy dude he in real well. IRL, and, and he should go to hell for that. But and here, the, just the pretty pro- great. The progression is so well done. He pro- doesn't Especially just go because they shot it yeah. non-linear. Amazing. So the fact that he could go, I'm going to go one. I, I go feel good one. going one. With Give that him that one. point. It's one female characters. I kind of want to go a point five. Okay. Uh, Beverly holds her own she in a does. lot of scenes. She, she fights in a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. She. It's not her fault that she got taken hostage, but the fact is she right. breaks out of being a hostage at some point. Yeah. But she's dealing with a dark overlord. Yeah. It's kind of hard for her to fully break yeah. away. And in any any scene where, where she was, or in the scene where she was sexually objectified, she was actually the aggressor in the situation. 
she also surrounded us right, with and the, but she also said she was Dolby kidding. sound. Right. And, and the both, Dolby sound. They were both kidding. And the Dolby sound stage. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she she surrounded us with Dolby sound. Effectively. Um, I'll go point 0.5. I think that's fair. I don't think she's a, Also, she she yeah. learned all the dance moves and the guitar and She the played guitar, and she sang on her own. So you know what? Ass. For she Leah Thompson, I want to go point 0.75. I agree. Story and motivation. Oh shit! No one's really motivated. No one's really hero, story either. Filzy. Zero. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> really hard to follow if you're purely listening to this movie. Yep. Music. Or if you're watching it, tell you the truth. Music zero. I disagree. Go ahead. I disagree on the on the basis. You of... sang along to one of the songs. On I don't the think basis, it had to do with that. Howard I think George Clinton had a lot to do with that. <laughs> Part of the music. That's I mean, fair. Uh, you know what, John Barry. Didn't do a whole lot. I said his name a couple of times. He even, I mean. With no middle name. Well, here's the thing. He was replaced by Sylvester Leve? Leve? I don't know. Something like that. For like the entire third act of the movie. Nobody ever said why. Just they were like, hey, we're going to replace all your music. But Thomas Dolby and George Clinton working on the Cherry Bomb songs, I think, is worth at least a point five. I will go point five then. Yeah. For George I, Clinton. I never knew that Clinton. Cleveland was Hunger City until the soundtrack. Of this. Oh, now you know. I think uh, that's good. just a song yeah. they sing. Impact on the genre. Oh, boy. It is the first Marvel Studios movie. The first. I'm going to say a number here, and I don't know if you're going to like this. Go ahead. Two. Why? I'm not saying no, but why? First of all, you have it's the very first feature-length film based on a Marvel character. Right. It is it was leaps and bounds for the puppeteering and the the visual effects as far as Howard himself was concerned with the wireless. I'd like to hear Brian Henson's comments on it. I want to hear Jim Henson's comments on it. He was alive then. Yeah. It's the first wireless <laughs> but I want to hear how Brian is costume that was also manned by an actor. Yeah, that's one of the things that this really intrigued me about it. the same year as Labyrinth, though. When, when, you, said, also kind of <laughs> when you said that they yeah. spent months to make, bad make the feathers, feathers on his head stand It's a bad up. puppet yeah. year. I would say they learned what not to do. Um, you had exactly well to that. Point, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. in terms of superhero movies, you had George they changed everything. Lucas, you had you had Willard Hike, you had Gloria Katz, and now what are you seeing on these Marvel movies? They're getting no name directors, yeah, and writers. Absolutely. So I mean, it doesn't have to be a positive impact, but the one thing more than anything else, sure, George Lucas on the success of the Star Wars movies decided to build a place called Skywalker Ranch. Yes, he did. Now, it cost him about $50 million. Okay. And he was counting on the profits from Howard the Duck to repay some of that money to get him back into the black. Amazing. Yes. Which obviously did not happen. No, it did not. So what he had to do in that situation was uh, he ended up putting up for sale the digital animation portion of his of his LucasArts. And he sold it to one Steve Jobs. Some would call this thing... Pixar. You might want to call it Pixar eventually. Some would call it Pixar, which, which not John just had those, but yeah. not just had a yeah. huge impact on the genre, but so movies saying, as a whole. You're saying that the commercial failure of this movie is the reason is we have the Toy reason story. why we have Toy Story. But then there's a really fascinating story about how Steve Jobs manipulated Disney. You should look into it. It's great. It's a shame George Lucas never made any Brian, more money. Brian, it might be a fucking two. Isn't that obscene? It sounds like oh a two. my god! We've never given away a two for impact. Well, we haven't had an impactful movie that deserved it too. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I came with arguments this week, Dave. Good for you, man. <laughs> Good for you. And now, uh, parents. Yeah. Parents is zero. It's got to be a zero. We don't know anything about any parents. Well, we see a picture of them. That's it. Yeah. We, we get a, vo- we get a voice. Yeah, we don't know anything about them. 
a answering machine Zero. message. Not from even his mom. Beverly. They've allowed her to grow up in a very rapey society. Correct. To be walking the yeah. streets you late know his at night. Alive. Yeah. That's yeah. It. She leaves him a message. Yeah. That's it. She's at least in Duck World and uh, one-liners. I'm the planet. Point I think it's really? called Earth. I'm point five. <laughs> point five. Granted, I also have Shazam in my mind. Okay. Where you shot it down. I did shoot it down. Pretty I, damn hard. I brought, well, I mean, no. We, and after we recording, you said, five. I think I sure changed it. You I, said it. Time will tell. You said it. I still it. haven't said any of the things from that movie outside of the movie. You're right. So, uh, With this, I think it's point five because I think a lot of the duck shit. That's all. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, honestly yeah. think, I honestly think that if it was, uh, if based solely on the line, babe, if I had somewhere to go, I wouldn't be in Cleveland. <laughs> it's a one. It's a one. God damn it. It's a one. <laughs> You're right. I was going to say, the one. My favorite one that I wrote down that didn't get said is, he goes, every duck has his limit, and you pushed me over the line. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'll go one. I'll go one. All right, I'll go one. That gives a a total score, super stuff score for Howard the Duck of 5.25. That's too high. That's so high. That's way too high. Guys, we... (laughs) We took you, us, it took us 22 episodes, we fucked up. Can you put That's in, way too can high. Can you put in a Howard the Duck clause where you just cut 20% out? <laughs> no, but I feel like, you know what, five, was it 5.25? 5.25. That's cult status right there. That I mean, has to say something about it. Because this movie, I mean. Well, here's the thing. It puts yeah. it, it puts it just above Green Lantern. No. But below Thor. Which Dave loved. That doesn't make sense though, because Thor is a much better movie than Howard the Duck. Yeah, but Thor only got a six. Is it though? Yeah, but the thing about Green Lantern, I do love Green Lantern. I think it's a good movie. It also but, puts it right so above Batman Returns. Which makes sense because the the Dan DeVito factor. Right. And, um, and Iron Man. All right, it's too high. It is very high. It's way too high. Uh we're broken. We That's what we've we learned here. It. We finally we finally broke the superstar. Yeah, we, it took us way too long. It was it dead took on. It twenty two weeks to break the superstar. Jeebus. I don't even think it's my fault. No, no, I think no, you. I think no, you helped I think it. it. I think, I think it's, helped it. it's a lot my fault because I I demanded a two for impact. You got that deep dive. <laughs> Are you willing to concede on the two? You went Jacusto on this. You want to? You want a retcon? You want to retcon this just based on the fact that the total score is too no, high? No, because we do it by gut, man. So maybe ugh, you're right. That's the thing. It's a massive impact. Is there anything we can give a negative? There isn't. No. Story there really isn't the story's terrible, but it, but it's not negative. It's not though. negative story. No, it, you could tell that it happens. I guess you can't have a negative story unless it's really jumping around. It's a mess, but it's everywhere. But uh, it's got a big impact. People are still talking about it. Deep roots. In fact, Leah Thompson has pitched to Marvel a new Howard the Duck movie. But I mean, she but even besides direct. that, we even said Kevin Smith's bringing it back. He's bringing it back. Yeah, for Hulu. Animated. Animated. Did you ever hear that story about how he found out about it? Is it the no. whole Duck who, crew? No, whoever. I don't remember crew? who the head of Marvel. He did say that he has hired Leah Thompson for an unspecified I'm role. saying, does it, in Howard the Duck, does he have like a whole team of- Oh, yeah. he's yeah. Well, not like a team, but he has a duck rogues companions. gallery. Right, and, right. But what Kevin Smith said is- Are they all I ducks? No. No. But I don't know who Kevin Smith was working with. It was the head of Marvel Television. I don't know his name. And he asked him about doing whatever it was. And he says, man, you've done a lot of Flash and Supergirl. Like, you don't want to cross the streams, Ghostbusters. Uh, I've heard of it. And then months later, apparently, he got a phone call saying, we have an idea for you. We still want you to come on board. We have an idea for you. And it's Howard. And Kevin apparently lost his fucking mind at hearing Howard. Of course. So he knew exactly what it was, obviously. And if Kevin Smith's the right guy to do it. I would imagine Kevin Smith is the right person to like it. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. 100%. For sure. I mean, 100%. 
seems like a very New Jersey type of movie. It's a Cleveland movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm, I'm saying <laughs> well, he's from Marshington. I'm saying DC. the tone and not the. Oh, because right, exactly. Yeah, like uh, it makes sense. Exactly. Oh. What are you saying about Jersey right now? I'm not saying anything. You guys both liked it. Uh, I like to credit. He got us there. <laughs> I like to credit you not as wrong. a as a New Jersey uh, alumni, even though you don't like to recognize alumni. yourself. That's fair. That's a good huh. way to put it. It huh. is. Yeah, I think it, I think that hits the nail right on the head. Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you thanks for, having for me. working thank you for having through me. this. Uh, yeah, this I wasn't sure was? how my how my curveball would go. You guys were adamant about me not seeing it, right? But I wanted to be somewhat prepared, so I That's had to listen. Probably fair. Yeah, had was, to give it a listen. Is halfway. I feel like yeah. if he hadn't listened, it'd be a fucking mess. There'd be. <laughs> I look. I look this movie's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie's a mess. Oh, it's all over the place. Brian, what are we watching next week? Well, we've got a Endgame coming out in like two weeks. I feel like we might want to get a little bit further in the MCU and. uh there's a sequence in this movie that I particularly enjoyed, and that ultralight aircraft was directed by Joe Johnston, who is also the director of Captain America, the first Avenger. Are we dipping our toe back into the MCU? We're going back into the MCU. We're getting the cap. We're going to get the cap, possibly right before he is done. So <laughs> We don't know. We have no we idea. We don't know. We have no idea. All right. Cap, Red Skull, they're coming up. Hail Hydra. I've seen that movie once. Really? Yep. Oh, I think you're in for a treat. It's and- I will tell you, I loved it the first time I saw oh, it. Oh, so. good. Yeah. So we'll, uh, uh, we'll see where we land with we this We can one. tear that apart. Fun. I'm nervous now. Yes. <laughs> good answer. If you haven't liked and followed us on, on our various social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you're missing out on a whole lot. We a have, bunch. We have daily uh, superhero randomized battles oh, that's on, mine. on Twitter. And we've got a yeah. bunch of people engaging in our facebook now which is awesome what a nice give a shout out to everybody who's who's shared our our posts in the last couple weeks right like uh like the boys from nerdy thursday and experience grind and digital cartridge podcast absolutely and if you'd like to vote on anything in the daily super fight yeah at heavy-handed hero heavy-handed it's hero, all there and at kate podcasters on twitter gets absolutely retweeted every time every time don't forget to rate review and subscribe on itunes spotify stitcher and everything else we're everywhere podcast addict we get a lot of listens there. I had no idea. Never we sure heard do. of it. We sure do. If you have any questions, comments, stories, jokes, opinions, and all of that nonsense, like our good friend, the Ginger Skull. Oh, what do you do? You can send them to keeppodcasters at no, gmail.com. No, don't. I don't want to plug. Novak, what do you say? Okay. Well, strap in. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, hello there, Cape Podcasters. It is I, the Ginger Skull, the same man who has been voted worst Cape Podcast host one year in a row. Yes, <laughs> I'm very proud of this great achievement. By the way, I am still patiently awaiting my trophy. I'm still out on assignment keeping watch on the Soul Stone here on Vormir, <laughs> which looks suspiciously a lot like northern New Jersey. However, I listened to the podcast recorded on The Watchmen, and I have five very important oh, points five? slash questions five. to add to the discussion. Oh, my God. Go, go, One. Steven, How? super sidekick, number one guy, Steven. Pay attention. One. How would you compare Dr. Manhattan's blue dick to the blue dicks of the Smurf porn parody movie, which was released in 2012? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this it's guy, a presumptuous this guy as flaccid. Us. As flaccid? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't remember the flaccid Smurf porn parody dicks, so I, I couldn't tell wouldn't you. wouldn't know, and you're on Mr. Skin, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any. Is that how one time? <laughs> is that how the Smurf stays PG over PG-13? Yes, the flaccid exactly. sexies? Yes, they flaccid it out. Two. Just a flop slap. Don't act like you didn't watch the porn parody movie. <laughs> <laughs> Three, I know for a fact you never deleted the browsing history on UB2. For a fact. 
for a fact. Well, we talk about a blue so Monday for this guy. Locked yeah. in blue Monday, huh? <laughs> Is that his tattoo? <laughs> Four. Also, I'm pretty sure I left my Roller Coaster Tycoon game in the CD drive. Can you please return that ASAP? <laughs> oh, man. We've been playing a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon Big on time. too. But Big uh, time. Do you have the expansions? Are they eating the tentacles? <laughs> <laughs> No, UB2 does not have that kind of computer. Nope. Problem. No, I, nope. I figured it not. It just picks movies and fucks us over. And then five, I think this is where he finally gets to his point. Uh, about time. <laughs> I had a slightly different take on the ending of The Watchmen, as you all did. Well, I don't know if I'd say you all. David thrown out the question, what's the point of this movie, before answering, to find world peace? Yes. While this may have been the goal of some of the characters of the movie, I don't think it was actually the point of the movie per se. To find the point, we have to look at the question poised by the Roman poet satirist Juvenal. And that question is this, quis custodiat ipsos custodis, or an actual real English talk, who watches The Watchmen? Right. It's what's painted on the window in one of the first scenes. It's easy to think that this book slash movie is anti-conservative because of its depiction of Nixon. However, I think Alan Moore's intent was to depict a distrust of power in general, whether it takes the form of governments or almighty heroes who make decisions behind closed doors that result in death of millions, i.e. the penis vagina monster. Right. The point of the movie, then, is to question who watches The Watchmen, who is keeping an eye on those who keep an eye out for us. Under this guise, one could even argue that the only hero of the book slash movie, at least in Moore's perspective, would be Rorschach. Right. He's the distrustful one who's trying to spread the truth, the one who watches The Watchmen. Anyway, that's all I got. Great job, as always. Nicely done by Super Sidekick Steven. Well, that's nice of him. That's sweet of him. Despicably They're yours. totally going to make out at one time. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Despicably yours, the just, ginger skull. Just rubbing beards. P.S. Cover Suburban Commando, you cowards. It's no different from Superman. <laughs> In fact, it's better. He's written to yeah. me so many times about that movie. Better than Superman. <laughs> UB2, add Suburban Commando to the list. Um, and what I have to say to that is Juvenile actually had another quote, which was, uh, Stultus est qui lodens cum a natibus usque averted illid, which roughly translates to fool who is you playing with, back that ass up. I was about to say, like you it. pronounced Juvenile wrong. Well, it, the poet's name is Juvenile. <laughs> juvenile is the rapper. That was the joke, Nick. I just Do you felt, get it? I felt it coming. Do you get it? And I that's what she said. I don't like that you felt the joke coming because I thought it was being original. Uh, well. You know, uh, two ducks in a pond. Speaking of ducks. That's fair. Quack, quack, motherfuckers. How are the duck? We'll see you next week for Captain, Captain America. America. Same pod time. Same pod channel. So that's Howard the Duck. Brian, what do you think happens post-credits? Well, I think we see Howard walking through a park on his way home, probably from work. And as he's walking, there's a there's a guy sitting on a bench. He's got white hair. And he's he's got bread. He's feeding the ducks. And as Howard gets closer, he's like, oh, you know, I could, I could kind of go for some bread. And he gets closer and closer, and we find out it's Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> okay. And as Howard gets really close... He just kind of gets a big grin on his face. Cut to black, Howard the Duck will return in Guardians of the Galaxy. Can you imagine that? How great would that be? That would be a crazy prediction. Oh, that would be great. Nick, what do you think happens? Okay, so cut to 1996, 10 years after the movie ends. Um, 
Howard and Beverly are at a nice little home in the suburbs of Cleveland. Uh, a couple of ducklings running around. Put the ducklings to bed. Do you think she has duck kids? Duck kids. Whoa. Well, they're, they're, they're half ducks, half kids. They're just more terrifying. humanoid. Yeah, that is I, terrifying. I have given no thought to what they might look like. Fair. They're just some ducklings running around. Okay. They put them to bed. They're having a drink. It's September 8th, you know, anniversary of him coming to Earth. Okay. Uh, is that when he came to Earth? She goes, <laughs> I believe it was September 8th. All right. so. yeah. uh, she, go, she goes to open a bottle of wine, takes a look at the corkscrew. Giggles to herself, <laughs> gives Howard a look. He gives her a wink. Fades to black. I like it. I like it a lot. That's too good. Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is we look up in the sky and there's some sort of spaceship flying by. We pan down and then sitting on some dark ledge, we see Howard the Duck and he's drinking some sort of green margarita. And a dog is going to walk in off screen and the dog's going to lick Howard the Duck's face. <laughs> And from behind them, we hear James Gunn saying, you're going to let him lick your face? That's gross. <laughs> it's James Gunn sipping the same drink. That's literally the Guardians of the Galaxy post credit scene, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Just laughed my hat off. <laughs> Confirmed. His hat is no longer present. 